podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 90 of FPL Black Box. My name is Az and I'm joined by Mr. Mark Southerns. How are you, Mark? Good evening. I'm very, very well. I'm looking forward to another episode of Black Box. Perhaps episode 90. Can you quite 90. believe it? 10 more. Uh, I'm trying to work out when we hit the 100. When? when, when well, 10, 10 episodes time could be around. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, yeah. Oh, God, it's hard to know with the international break and stuff. Something special before, for the 100? What should we do? Before the end of the season? Is yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Loads of, loads of time to change our ranks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we'll talk about that. I'm closing the gap. Um, yeah, we've got lots to cover tonight, haven't we? Uh, madness with a double game weeks at the moment, isn't it? It's crazy. It's, it's, a bit, it's a big time at the moment. I think everyone's kind of panicking a little bit. There's big decisions to be made. Players that a lot of people have got and players that a lot of people want and some popular players, you know, dropping, uh, dropping as well. So there's a lot of decisions to be made. I'm excited for this one. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can't even waver in on the Harlan question. Um, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm flip flopping from. I'm not. Are you not? Okay. I'm, well, that's I'm, good. I'm, that's my good. mind is set. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. We're, we're definitely going to get onto that, and we're going to talk about double game weeks. Um, I guess we should look back on, on game week nineteen. We should definitely do that because I did better than you, so we should definitely look back on game week nineteen. <laughs> but at first, of course, as always, uh, uh, given the success of Black Box, relative success mm. that is. A word from our sponsor, first of all, as A word from our sponsors. Never gets old uh, saying that. <laughs> yep. Our sponsor for this week's episode is NordVPN. Uh, fans of Black Box. Fans of Black Box? Familiar people with Black Box? I yeah. guess we have some fans yeah. on the show. Yeah. I think we've got a few. Got a few, yeah. Uh, they'll be familiar with, with uh, Nord that we, that we plug quite a bit. So why use Nord? It's a VPN. You can hide your IP address and location, which increases your privacy online. You can connect to different countries online and get their TV programs, like you do, with a certain... I mean, what, did you watch any Columbo? Just one more thing. Of course yeah. I did. Christmas is not complete without at least one episode of Columbo. The only issue is which episode you choose. It's a tradition in my house. I, that's when I have my Columbo party at Christmas. <laughs> I love that they pay us to do these, these plugs. This is me and you mostly talking about Columbo. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, yeah Happy uh, New Year. Sorry, yeah, we should have said that. And to, and to, and to everyone watching. Anyway... Uh, what do I need um, to protect my IP these days? Well, NordVPN, it is the fastest VPN on the planet. It is the best reviewed VPN on the planet. Uh, there's 24-7 support and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee um, as well. Just go to nordvpn.com forward slash scout. You get a nice deal on the uh, VPN plan, help you on online privacy and connect you to some interesting TV across the world. And help us out, of course, which is, is, is and all, of very, course help us out. all very nice. Right, game week 19. Should we look back? I'm going to enjoy this. Um, is, 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 is your team? You struggled. You struggled a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I want to. I want to change. I want to change the subject actually quickly, just before we. Mm, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, go on. Um, oh, well, have you got a surprise for me? <laughs> well, what? How was your thoughts on like the FA Cup and stuff? Because I've kind of checked out a little bit, and I'll give you an example of how I've checked out. Have you ever heard of mudlarking? I'm sorry. Have you ever heard of mudlarking? No, no, I haven't. No. What, what are you going to hit me with here? <laughs> go on. Well, mudlarking is where people go to the Thames or other riverbanks and they try and fish out treasures in the, in the riverbanks, right? Um, right. Okay. You, get, I mean... you, can get, 
they find these beautiful ornate clay um, pipes. You know, than they used to use. I don't in, know in, where this is going, but yeah, in, in okay. before times, and uh, you know, and you need a license for it as well. Right now, how do I know so much about mudlarking? You might, you might be wondering. Well, it's because I was watching a video on it because I was bored out of my mind. Yeah, um, and it turned out that Chelsea Man City were on at the same time, and I, not only did I not know about it, I forgot that there was any FA Cup games whatsoever, and I made my transfer last week. I know because... you, you said to me, <laughs> and without the, the FA Cup even finished, I couldn't. Yeah. I forgot. I just, I just, I, my, my kind of, I just, I had a complete black blackout. I completely forgot the FA Cup was even taking place. And then I forgot each individual game and I've watched absolutely nothing. So my question to you, my elaborate way of mudlarking, which was completely pointless, is what do you think of the FA Cup? Because it's a, it, I don't really care, but I feel like I should care. Yeah. I mean, I care because I want to see um, if the team sheets affect my um, transfers. And I, I care if, will be a factor in double game weeks. Um, but in terms of using it as a gauge of form, I'm very mm. wary because in you know, we saw, you know, the mighty forest go out to uh, mm. to Blackpool, for example. So all ends mm. of crazy results could happen. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I do find it um it's a distraction, I guess. I guess it's it's odd, isn't it? Because FBL managers have started to well, have seen for a number of seasons uh the cup competitions, it's almost like uh, Premier League managers see them as in mm. they're unwanted distractions that kind of take our mind off what we really want to focus on, which is the Premier League. And that's exactly what it feels as a fantasy manager as well, isn't it? I mean, it's going, I think it's going too far to say it's a nuisance, but it, yeah. it's, it's a kind of an, it is an unwanted distraction, isn't it? Well, that's, that's kind of how I feel. And I don't want to feel like that because I love watching football and enjoying football and, you know, watching the World Cup and watching the Champions League and stuff is, is a real highlight. But I just, I find these cup, I just find the two national cup tournaments, I just don't, I just can't get excited about them. Well, I mean, I, I think they're great to watch. I mean, I, even though Forest lost, I enjoyed, I enjoy it when the Minnows knock out um, the bigger teams. So I enjoy some of it, to be fair. I, and obviously the later rounds when it becomes very competitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it is a bit like that. And then there was, a, I think there was a lot of football on, wasn't there? Because of the way the, the games were spread out. Um, mm. And obviously, because the Premier League is also spread out, um, so yeah, I I I I, I hear you, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I haven't given up on it as a source of okay. entertainment. That's good. No. That's good. And Forest are in the Carabao Cup tonight, right? Against Wolves. They are. They're playing as we uh, well. They're about to kick off. Um, so I'm going to be somewhat distracted. Uh, Scarpa <laughs> starts. That's the big news. Oh, you you excited about him, aren't you? Uh, Trey excited, yep, yep. Um, so um, we'll see, we'll see what, well, see what goes on, won't we? But um, yeah, and City's team sheet is the City team sheet out? Man? Yeah, Cancelo plays, which is oh, not ideal. Dearie me, oh, yes, dearie me, not um, ideal at all. Um, okay, uh, well, we'll go back to that team sheet in a bit. Um, but let's let's talk about game week nineteen just briefly. Take us through that. <laughs> this is an out of date team sheet, a team sheet because. I haven't got the Andreas, um, obviously, score from the Chelsea home game. Either. <laughs> um, but yes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so 44 points for me. I, I went for sure over Cucurella last week, which mm. is about the best move I've done in all season, I think, because yeah. I think before I would have gone for Cucurella, but sure has, has been amazing. Uh, so it's Kepper in goal. I finally brought him in. Um, I've been not that impressed with him, but I think Chelsea's lack of defensive resolve suits him making saves and things like that so he came in for the double really poor against City I thought he but was tomorrow night's should've... game still to go as you have for Andreas yeah. he's, he's, he's got to smother that ball when that cross comes in I, I was few, absolutely fuming it was um, 
a distinct lack of coverage, wasn't he? It's the kind of thing that we've seen from De Gea in recent games where he yeah. doesn't want to put himself in harm's way, shall we say. You'd be annoyed if you were playing five-a-side. You'd be annoyed that you'd be there. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've seen so you play he... five-a-side and that would be harsh, <laughs> but yeah. <go> on. <laughs> you should, I played last night for the first time since the hernia up. And uh, I was I was so bad. <laughs> like, it was just embarrassing. I had no touch whatsoever. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I got to get distracted by mudlarking in the football. Um, anyway. uh, Cancelo and Trippier. Trippier's boring. Cancelo with one. He's a real problem. But then I've got other problems. I've got Trossard who didn't play. I've got Kulazewski who didn't play um, as well. Uh, De Bruyne with another blank, which is really frustrating because I thought he would do well in the three games. And then blanks for all three of my guys up top, Haaland, Darwin and Martial. And Martial wasn't in the squad for United's win this day and I'm worried about him. So I've got issues and I addressed one of them early. I did Trossard. What was the transfer you made early, by the way? I did Trossard to Odegaard. Right. Because Trossard was going down, Odegaard was going up and I forgot there was FA Cup matches, (laughs) basically. And so now I'm wishing that I'd waited because I really, really, really want Matoma who I'm going to be talking about in a bit. Um, but I won't be able to get him this week. I think he's going to terrorise Trent, though. Um, the only other big thing I did was I was the only um, only person in the world, I think, who went for Andreas Pereira mm. over Mitrovic. Which could yet um, come in, because obviously you got, you know, Mitrovic will miss tomorrow night's game. But what happens, Mark? For the first time this season, he goes off before 60 minutes. Beautiful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, was, that was a bit hard. I don't understand that either, because... Did he pick up a knock? What was the what was the reasoning behind that? He's such a key player. I don't understand why they would has have done brought that. Him in, has brought him in. He's got to be punished. That's the rule. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very, very tough. But you've still got Thursday's game. You still might get something from Andres. He'll be on penalties, of course, without yeah, Mitrovic no. playing. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm you know, I'm not completely losing faith. I think, you know, Fulham at home against Chelsea is mm. is all right given the way they they've been playing recently. So I am I'm optimistic, hopeful. Well, we're gonna go for your team. And a bit more detail later when we look at what you're doing for game week 20, of course. Um, let's bring up my team. I beat you by a 13 points, 57. Um, well, obviously, we've still got some players to play. Um, we've I've got Kepa and Andreas as well. And also, I've got Zaha to come in for an extra two points. So I'm actually on 59 at the moment. Ooh, yeah. So. How, many, how many points is it? Is it between us? Well, we'll have a look in a minute when we get to great and the good. You feeling a bit... Of course you know. It's getting a bit squeaky, maybe. You're getting a bit worried. <laughs> I'm noticing that your rank on the screen is, uh, is firmly in uh, seven figures now. And uh, no. I think it's... I think I've closed the gap in recent weeks. And also, looking at game week 20, I fancy myself to close the gap a little bit more. But uh, anyway, anyway, we'll see. Mm. Um, it's definitely on. It's definitely on for the Matt second half Bossy. of the season. Can't believe yeah, all the players coming to you. Matt Doherty. So I wow. made the mistake of putting Trips third on the bench, which was, um, I just didn't see them picking up a clean sheet at Arsenal. I, I was fully back in Arsenal to win that game. Mm. Um, and hence, that's why Trippier is third on the bench. Um, and, you know, Zaha was, was third, my first sub and he's the one that's going to come on for Trossard. Um, but yeah, Kepa with the two points still to play Fulham. White with seven, Shaw with 15, Matt Doherty with 14 with the goal at Palace. Trossard who didn't play, of course, and Zaha will come on. Uh, Salah two, Saka three, Andreas the one point in the moment, and Haaland two, Mitrovic the 10. Doesn't have Chelsea to play, of course, because he's suspended. And then Eddie with the one point, and it'll be Zaha with two off the bench. So um, yeah, I could have put Trips first sub, maybe should have done, but them Very, um, very, very amusing about Mitrovic. <laughs> I know. And, and when he scored the goal, I was all like, well, surely they take him off now. Did you see the booking as well? It was like, yeah. a, 
Yeah, he was he was he was having one of his petulant days that day. He could have been booked a couple of times. Um, well, the referee he, he went there, 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 didn't he? Yeah. It was like basically yeah. going, look, you know, this is an yeah. accumulation was, booking. It was deserved. But when he when he scored that first goal and I saw how high his ownership was, my heart was my heart just sank and then it ended up being about as good a result as I could have hoped for. So yeah, mm. I got I got away with one. You did. Um and I'm surprised Silver didn't take him off given that it was an accumulative foul booking. Given that if the referee saw that, why wasn't Marco Silva watching that, knowing that his, his striker was on four yellow card? So I don't really understand why Silva took Andreas Pereira off on 59 minutes and left Mitrovic on to get... It's almost like he did it to spite us, isn't it? But, um, yeah. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's how, that's how, that's how the world works this season, I'm afraid. Uh, so there, there is the Look gap. There is the great and the good. Uh, the what gap the is, is 79 points. Um, Ooh, okay. And we're at the halfway point. 79 points. Can I pull back 79 points in 19 game weeks? Of course Please. I can. Of Please, course no. I can. <laughs> Please, no. Momentum is with me. Um, oh. So I I quite fancy it, actually. I quite fancy it, especially when I look at this week um, and, and how our teams look this week. I think I'm going to make another... Very, very cocky here. for someone who hasn't yeah. even got a thousand points yet. Yeah, well, I've got a, <laughs> these small victories. Like it, it's going to be... It's like the old days of me and Granville. Like all I've got to play for now is beating you, I think. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> look at this Look at this lead. Look at all the Mitrovic captains. Have, yeah. you, got, have, you, got my, have you got my sound bite? Uh, which which sign bounds like what, a lot of cowards out there. Yeah, no, yeah. I must put that in. But, oh, you haven't got that. Yeah, no. but look at this. A lot of will, cowards out there. Well, going from Mitch. it was so obvious, wasn't it? It was quite funny actually because obviously Harlem was the majority captain within the game, and the kind of what should we say seasoned, hardcore, non-casual. I don't know. We all went Mitch Fitch, didn't we? Um, and we. I just was. I just wasn't we did feeling okay. it. You were not. I just, I just wasn't feeling it. I just thought with that book in this, this was always a. A distinct possibility, and I mean, it's, it's Mitrovic. He's obviously great, but I, I didn't even really consider bringing him in because um, a lot of people were selling Martial for Mitrovic, and I know Martial blanked. But I was looking at that and thinking, Martial's got Bournemouth at home, mm. and then a double, like very likely, very soon. That well, move just didn't. He didn't, didn't have really... a confirmed double, to be fair. We'll we knew it, we kind of we kind of knew it was coming there, right from from Ben. Um, yeah, but I think we've said in the past not to like base transfers on doubles that aren't yet confirmed. I mean, keep it in mind, and we all and we all did. I mean, which is why I got Trossard and why I got Zaha because I knew that there was a potential doubles on the horizon, and one has dropped in, right, which is going to benefit me with Zaha. Um, so yes, I guess people were it, it. It probably was folly to sell Martial for Mitrovic in in, in hindsight, but I can see why it was done because Mitrovic could have done better out of that game, Leicester. Mm defensively aren't great so. no really poor mm. yeah so yeah I, I've got a clear target you know how I love chasing people down you know what you know that's how I play and um, I like you're it. firmly in my sights definitely well, we're, we're one all aren't we on, on seasons we so. are one all on seasons so yeah. plenty to play for going ahead uh, we should say Ben Crellin top of the um, great and the good league overall rank of 3,480 a superb season for Mr Crellin um mm who is entering the busiest period of the season for him. Yep. So we'll see whether that has an impact on his overall rank because let's face it, he's incredibly busy as we're going to get to in a minute. It's funny, isn't it? Every season, I kind of think to myself, Ben Krellin, right? He's made his, he's made his reputation on Twitter and in the FBL community as someone who was a double game week, blank game week specialist. How long, how long can he grow that reputation? How long mm. are double game weeks and blanks going to be a thing? But every season, it gets more and more complex, doesn't it? 
the double How long until situation. the Premier League just hire him and just say, Ben, can you just do this for us? <laughs> Not, That's I what mean, I know. I should put it this way. While I was there, I had conversations to that effect. So yeah, they, they are, they know of him and it's, 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 it's absolutely great. And it, and it, and it's true of where we are now in, in the season. Now I bought the fixture ticker up here on the screen and right now, yes. So the confirmed double game weeks for game week 20, uh, Man City will play um, Spurs at home and uh, United away. Uh, and Crystal Palace will play Chelsea away and Man United at home. So that is double game weeks for United, City, Spurs and Palace. Um, yeah, I mean, I should say, sorry, United have got City Palace and Spurs have got Arsenal City. So um, we know of those double game weeks, but in a moment we'll look at the double game weeks to come. Let's first get your reaction to what we do know, what is confirmed. Yeah. Um, we always knew that City uh, were going to have the double. What we didn't know was that um, United were also going to have Palace away and, and give them a double. Um, what's your immediate thoughts on that? On a personal note, I was happy because my team looked awful until that United double game week came in. And then I suddenly got three new doublers because I had, I think I was benching Shaw and Martial because they had City uh, and playing like Bueno and, and someone else, you know, and then yeah. the doubles came in and then I was able to, to move those around. So I was... Yep. I was, happy, I was happy with that news. But I mean, looking at the fixtures, I mean, it's a pretty crap double game week, isn't it? I mean, City are playing United away. United have got the, uh, one of the best home records at, at the moment. I think they've kept five clean sheets in a row at home or something like that. It's not going to be the same game that we saw earlier in the season, um, in my opinion. And then Spurs. Spurs are a really difficult team for City. They beat them twice last season. And I think Pep is going to have that in the back of his mind. And I think these could be two quite low scoring matches. Um, you look at United I mean the City game's tough obviously then they've got Palace that's okay I think you know most of us can be going into that with at least two United players that third spot is is a bit more is a bit more tricky and then Spurs I mean Harry Kane but the two best defences in the league Arsenal and City I've got Kulusevski is even fit who knows and then you've got Palace where it's literally just Zaha to consider so I don't know it's I look at it and think meh he's uh, back training on his own Kulusevski so he, okay. he he's someone that you've got to consider, I think, going into the deadline. Um, be interesting oh, to see what just, you want to do I just with hope him he, later. I just hope he starts. I just mm. just come on, start both games. Give me something. I mean, he was such a disaster because I picked him over all the other eight million mids, mm. all delivered again, and then he got injured. So, yeah, sorry, I'm making this all about me. But <laughs> no, 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 I, I get it. I mean, my reaction was the same as yours. I, I, it was very inconvenient, very convenient that this double dropped in because I had Zaha and obviously it meant that Shaw is a player then then you consider with the double game week as well and Shaw was on my bench and so it immediately made my team look better and it also <laughs> meant that I could take a hit this week and get some payment back by getting double game week players in. You know, I didn't have Rashford and Rashford was a big concern for me and now I can take a hit to get Rashford and know that I'm going to get that back or part of that back through the fact that he'll play two games. So... It really worked out really well. Mm. Um, you know, so for once, um, a win for both of us. Um, well, no, a rare, which, which a rare, is good to see. A rare win. Yeah. But um, let's look at the double game weeks that could be to come. And to do this, um, I'm bringing up a graphic from Mikel Tokvam, who runs the transfer algorithm, which is a genius algorithm, which if you uh, are a hardcore player and want um, to find another possible advantage in playing FBL, then go and investigate Mikel's work, but he's also a presence on Twitter and does this kind of thing, which is a representation right. of the potential double game weeks to come. Um, and obviously we see in the green there the confirmed double game weeks, if, if, if the figure two shows that those teams have two games, Spurs, United, City and Palace. 
And then for 21, you can see the, the shading in green highlights the fact that Arsenal, Palace, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Bournemouth, Brighton could all have a double game week in game week 21. And we're expecting that to be confirmed before the deadline for game week 20, after tonight's games. And, you know, from this, this is based on Ben Crellin's data, by the way, it, it seems that uh, Chelsea and Liverpool are the most likely to have a, a double game week in 21. But, you know, Brighton are also in there, 1.50. They're obviously highly fancied to get a double game week. It could be possible that even Palace have back-to-back double game weeks. So there's a lot of unknowns as we sit here now that we hope will get cleared up before the deadline comes and we commit our teams to game week 20. And then even beyond that, we look at 22 and we see that United and Leeds, that fixture could drop in and give those two teams a double game week as well in game week 22 before we get to the confirmed double game week, which affects both City and Arsenal. A lot to take in, a lot to unpack, isn't there? Mm, I mean, look at that though. Next level kind of analysis, building on building on the stuff that Ben does. Sorry if I was looking a bit um, distracted. It's just because we're getting a couple of comments saying the stream is lagging a little uh, bit. Well, it's fine. It's fine as far as I can see. So yeah. um, Anyway, let us know in the comments if, yeah. if you're finding it a bit laggy. Um, some people saying it's fine. Some people saying they're not. Hmm, weird. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. I mean, the Brighton double is what I'm most excited about, obviously. <laughs> um, now, but now I've got rid of Trossard. Uh, 21 means I won't be able to load up on them as I might like because I'll probably be able to get one. So it'd be maybe better for me if that was a bit later down the line. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting dynamic, isn't it, with, with the doubles? Because they're, they're, they're coming in late, like late notice as well. Like that United Very late. doesn't give, give you time to react. Um, to things so we do actually need to look at these kind of things and try and work out you know where the likely parts are so that we can make transfers well, I'm looking at Odegaard for example and thinking yeah. okay I'm happy with that move because he's yeah. you know he's in the green for a, for a double in 21 yeah I mean he's got the confirmed in 23 as well so you know you know you could even look at this and go well I can if I'm getting an Arsenal or City I mean City you can take a hit for them anyway because they've got the game week 20 double but if you if you want Odegaard, you could even you know take a hit for them now if you really wanted to get an Arsenal player in, knowing that there's a double game week coming in 23 where you'll get two of those points back because Odegaard should play both um, unless he gets injured or suspended, and there's a possibility he has one in 21 as well. So you'll you'll you know you'll pay nothing for that hit. So if you you know this is this is information that we can use to plan improving our squads and. That's how I'm looking at it, definitely. I mean, I, I want to move to Odegaard. He's a player that I'm looking at getting anyway, but the fact mm. that I could move to him in 21 and catch another double with one coming in 23 is very interactive indeed. So the, that, that's how we, we need to use this information. Don't, make, don't commit too much, but leave yourself open to the flexibility of moving for those players when this, they're confirmed. This, this kind of thing is our edge. Right. Yes. So you, well, you like to think that it's our edge because, you know, we, people talk about the amount of content that's created and the casuals becoming more in the know and all that kind of knowledge. This kind of stuff now is what separates us, hopefully. So, yeah, re- really important that, that people kind of engage with this and hopefully it'll be right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Palace, Palace United fell in, didn't it? Exactly as mm. Ben predicted. So, you know, that was that was that showed you the value of taking in that information and using that to guide your decisions to this point. Um, you know, those who got Shaw in over um, other players when they, when they lost James, was so, James that was, was a great so move. Right? 
So close. Are you going to go Dina? Because people did, didn't they? People went, no, I'm ne- no. He oh. that that guy is is dead to me. That's that is. Is he I'm in the never... Mares category? Is he in the? He is most certainly in the Mares category. Right. No way am I ever going back to to Luca Dean. He's 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 just done me wrong too too many times, as I'm sure he has. For you, many see people did. Did. you see Luke did. You see Luke Dean. Yeah, Luke is a yeah. Luke never learns. He's he's thinking of Mares as well. <laughs> he's picking him up on Twitter. <laughs> Well, I like, I, to be honest, you know, when I saw Luke was looking at Dino, I had a look because obviously when I see a good manager put that out there, I look, oh, what's he thinking? And I could see the logic. The fixtures were great. And obviously Dino is the player in that Villa back line that brings that attacking promise. But I I was... They just yeah. signed a new left back now as well. Yeah, I was very cautious because I thought Luke Shaw is a player I'm going to want long term. So I looked and made a decision long-term rather than short, which was the right way to go. Um, mm. But I, I totally see where Luke was coming from because he's he's now in a great, strong position, but looking for those little differentials to push him that little bit further. So he is going to make those kind of riskier decisions at this point. It's, it's great though, isn't it? Because Luke, Luke has, has changed his style a bit this season. He's playing more in the kind of analytics-like crowd. And every little decision he makes that goes a little bit against the analytics is just immediately punished in the harshest way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was that's exciting. Said. Yeah, I know. I can do that kind of thing as well now. Um, yeah, so it, it, that, that's the thing. He has got, and it's brought him a lot of success. But then you get to a point where you realise that you've got, to, you've got to find that little bit extra now and again. And it's calculated risks. And it's something that I've tried to do a lot this season and failed. And for once, I didn't do it with someone like Lucas D. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and played safe. So. No way. No way. <laughs> You're not going there. Uh, the listeners in the chat, if you go back to Luca D, you deserve everything you get. And I'm afraid I agree with that. <laughs> and Marwes is off the agenda when we get to City, which we're getting to oh, now, by the way. Can't believe it. I can't believe people are considering him. So funny. Are you missing out on your favourite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let's introduce NordVPN. If you're bored of US or UK Netflix, why not take it for a spin in another country? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favourite anime where NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of reach. Using our link, nordvpn.com forward slash FPL, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan and one month completely free. NordVPN also takes your privacy really seriously. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a nasty mess of your computer. Don't forget there's literally no risk to you with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, perfect. If you don't, you'll get a full refund and you can pretend the entire thing never happened. Check out our link, nordvpn.com forward slash FPL to get your subscription started today. Okay, well, let's look at Man City now because what we've got to discuss is, uh, first of all, um, Haaland. Now, this was an interesting tweet, again, by Mr. Krellin, um, who very conveniently for us, uh, broke down uh, Man City's schedule uh, from the March international break, as it says here, because these are um, alternative game weeks where you could play the triple captain chip. So just to be clear, Man City have a double game week coming up in game week 20, and they have another double game week where they play, um, who do they play? They play Arsenal, and let's go back to the ticker and have a look. In game week 23, they play Aston Villa at home and Arsenal away. So they have two... Stronger fixtures in 23, arguably, right? Mm. 
Um, but going back to Ben's tweet, there could also be other opportunities after game week 23 where we could play it. Now, they could be uh, in 29 when they could play Liverpool or Bournemouth from West Ham. They could be in 34 when they play Fulham. And then they could play one of Bournemouth, West Ham or Brighton. Ooh, and it could be in 37 when they play Chelsea. In 37, they could play Chelsea and one of Bournemouth, West Ham and Brighton, right? So that kind of corresponds to the fixtures that they've got left to play. But it also presumes that Man City will reach the EFL Cup final, that they will uh, progress in the FA Cup as well. Right? So it makes some presumptions on their progress in the Cup competitions. So first of all, it's dangerous to sit here now and go, I'm not going to play it in 20. I'm not going to play it in 23. I'm going to save it and hope that Man City get further double game weeks that are favourable and more favourable because it's possible they could get in 34, Fulham away, Bournemouth away. Mm. I so, mean, the, the 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 big question there though is, this is assuming we are 100% going to use it on Haaland. Well, I was going to ask you, what's your <laughs> view on that? Well, my view on it is, if you're going to use it on Haaland, you probably use it this week. If you believe that Haaland transcends fixture difficulty and his output is so good that you can't, you know, this is this is the week to do it, I think. Because Villa and Arsenal is, that Arsenal game is so unbelievably key that you have to think they're going to wrap him up a little bit in, in that Villa game. And I know that you can roll the dice on it. You can say, okay, but it's a much better fixture and it's at home and then it's going to Arsenal. I get that logic as well. But for me, if I'm picking right now out of those two fixtures, I would use it this week. But I don't think either of those two weeks are huge captain potential halls for Haaland when there's other options with good looking double gaming fixtures as well. The question mark dark though is, do we dare ever go against Haaland? That's, well, that's the biggest worry, right? I'm going to bring up some more data for this. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Chris Glover, um, produced these graphics. These are the, this is the analysis that I, I used to do. Um, but he, I, when I went to do it, I found that he'd done it already for me. This is where he would take a, a player and he'd look at how their pairings would go if throughout the well, season. Well, you're doing so these and yeah, yeah, claiming I, these as your own. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, but Chris has got there and done it anyway. So I thought, well, I'll use Chris. He won't mind. He's a good friend. So, um, so yeah, he's, he's a at PL Fantasy. If you want to look him up on Twitter, you should because he's excellent. He's having a fantastic season. I think he's 12th in the Black Box League and top 1,000 oh, as well. So he's wow. flying. Yeah. Um, now... He has shown here that when you look at Haaland's game weeks and you pair them up from 1 to 19, that his lowest score in any one pairing of game weeks is 8. Right? So you will, you're, you're, so far, based on what we've seen from Haaland, you are guaranteed a return. Now, obviously, there's no guarantees in fantasy, but it would be very unlikely that if you triple-captained Haaland over game week 20 or game week 23 or any of the potential double yeah. game weeks to come, that you will get two blanks that he starts both games which is probably the key question yes x-men yeah. x-men's we'll get on to in a minute yep. interestingly he did the same for kane uh who is a player that you know people are mentioning in the light of the double game week for spurs game week 20 unbelievable unbelievable but look at him look at him you know he's lowest score in any pair in his nine so he's actually fared better than harland uh when you pair his scores out. he doesn't have the big scores he doesn't have the 23s and the big 34 and the 29 but he has consistency. We, we've seen that throughout the season. He's been a consistent player, returning um, goals and assists, and and he's on the coattails of Haaland, of course, right? Without you know, without being noticed, really, because mm. Haaland's been so good. So first of all, 
Are you absolutely adamant that it has to be Haaland? Well, in, in general for the triple captaincy chair? Mm. No, I'm not. I, I just, I, I worry that if, it, basically every week that we do our captaincy section on that box, Haaland is going to be primary candidate. Yeah. doesn't matter who he's playing. doesn't matter. I mean, what's the hardest game he could be playing? Arsenal away, probably. But isn't that the one in the double? Yeah, it's the one in 23. <laughs> when, he's got, when he's got Villa. So even his hardest game left this season, he's still got the option of having a good home game against Villa. So the question, I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, do I see myself captaining anyone other than Haaland at any point this season? Um, and you know, obviously people are going to say, you know, if I'm doing badly in my league and I want to make up ground, then I'm going to go for a differential captain. You know, the same triple captain argument is coming up over and over again, which drives me absolutely insane. Oh, the one that I raised a few times. Oh, my God. Do the math. Just do the math, as they do say. Do the math. Please do the math. Triple captainship is worth 100% of the points, not 300% like a lot of people seem to think it is. Because um, if you're kind of captain a differential player, you get those 200%. I don't, anyway. I don't want to get into it. It confuse my, just, my I'm lowly just, brain. But yes. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just rattling it off. We don't, we don't need to have an argument about, about it. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the key thing, and you know, I I think there are going to be opportunities between. I've got you've got to believe there's going to be opportunities between the end of the season that there's going to be a good double game week for a player playing for a team in form and who looks a good option. So I'm happy to keep that triple captain chip in my pocket and let Harland play these two tough games, which I think in a row, which I think are going to be low scoring, and use it a bit later down the line. It might be on Harland. Like later on down the line, I'm not saying it won't be, but I'm, I want to. I, I personally want to keep my options open. Yeah. And Kane, Kane looks a great pick. I mean, you look at these stats, absolutely fantastic. I mean, he's he, he, what you want from that triple captain chip is consistent points across both games. And Kane is Kane and Haaland are the two the two top ones. So Kane is a is a is a really nice pick. I think I I wouldn't use it this week on him though. So it sounds to me like you said at the top of the show or off air that you were absolutely set on using it on Haaland this week. No, I said the opposite. I said, I, no, I said I was set on what I was going to do. Right. And what, I was gonna, what I'm going to do is not use it. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I'm, 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 I, I, def I definitely won't be triple captaining Haaland this week. Definitely not. Right. I can say that. Because I'm of a similar mind. I am, if I was going to captain Haaland, it probably would be this week. Because mm. obviously, well, let's look at 23 again. And the reason why uh, 20 is so attractive. Game week 23 has Aston Villa at home and Arsenal away. But the potential problem for that is that City play Arsenal in the FA Cup, which falls between game weeks 21 and 22. They play Arsenal. If that is a draw and it goes to a replay, that replay will fall between game week yeah. 22 and game week 23. So potentially there could be a replay where City play Arsenal before they host Villa at home. Now, if and that, with Spurs before that as well, and with Spurs before that, so if that does happen, you've got to think Haaland would play the replay, and you've got to think that City would be in a position, or Pep would want to have everything preserved for the Arsenal away trip, the second fixture in twenty three. So then there'd be question marks over whether Haaland plays Villa. Mm. So if you're sitting here now and you're thinking, I'm not going to play at twenty, but I definitely want it on Haaland, and I'm going to play at twenty three, you've got to consider that potential outcome. And then if you're looking at that and going, okay, well, I'll just save it for later, you've got to consider that all kinds of variables like City not progressing in the cups and then those doubles not falling there. You've also got to consider, if we go back to Ben's graphic, that although game week 34 and 37 could be attractive for City, they are the big double game weeks. 
they are the double game weeks where at least one of them we will want to play bench boost. And so it might be that when we get to 34, that that looks the better game week for bench boost, which means you can't play your triple captain chip. And then you'll end up saving it for 37. By the time we get to 37, the title race could be over. City could be in the Champions League final. And Haaland might not be a sure starter. Yeah. So there's yep. just so many things. There's so many, so, so many. But again, I don't want to keep going on about it, but the one thing, because there's a few comments in the chat saying, you know, use your triple captain on a differential option because that'll climb you up the ranks. Go on it's then, not, go it's on. Not, it's, it's not how it works. The triple captainship is only worth the amount of points that that player gets. If Haaland gets 15 points in a double game week, that's exactly the same as your Matoma in game week 32 getting 15 points. Because you wouldn't, you can captain Matoma anyway it's only worth 100% of their points. I can't think of any other way to describe it other than that. Um, and, I, I, and every year I get, I get wound up by it. And I'm pro- I, promise, I promise I won't mention it again. But just, just to be clear on that, that is my... If you think Haaland is going to get a big return, it doesn't matter about ownership no, or differential. It only matters if you think that Haaland's potential for points in game week 20 or 23 yes. is a low ceiling compared to someone like a Rashford or, I don't know, anybody else to come later in the season. Which, which is just a standard captain decision that you make every week. Because every, we, we're captaining Haaland because his floor is seemingly 10 <laughs> and his ceiling is 30, you know? And so that's why he's getting the captaincy every week. And there's, there's yeah. no difference. With, and and, with and here you see it in Chris's uh, graphic again, that, you know, so far this season, he has del- always delivered a return over two game weeks. And his ceiling has been 34 points, um, which is is incredibly yeah, yeah. scary. But if you look at the fixtures that we're playing with here, I'm with you. I'm I'm not expecting City to go United and that to be a game of goals. I'm not really expecting the Spurs game to be a game of goals either, because like you say, Pep will be cautious going into that game, hosting Spurs because he's been punished on the break before. Mm. And also... This goes against the data we're going to show later. City haven't looked fluid as yet, have they? Okay. So that, sorry, just quick, quick, that game against Chelsea, I think, really, that because they were, they set up in a weird way. They set up to frustrate and to, and to grind out that win 1-0. The away game. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, not the, not the one where they won 4-0 or whatever it was. The the, the Premier League game. And Chelsea could have got something from that game if they, if they, if they converted some of the chances in, in the first half. But I, I'm not expecting radical changes from, from that for these next two games because they're tough games and Pep wants to win them, you know, in, in the way that he thinks is best, which is going to be a slim victory, I think. So I think his floor is lower than we've seen it um, previously this, this season, personally. Yeah, I and mean, if we look at um, team data, so this is team data since the restart. This, this goes against what we've just said, though, in the City just like they are over the... I mean, let's just check that they are top of the attacking data for the season. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So over the season, their XG non-penalty per 90 is two, right? which is the highest in the Premier League, ahead of Arsenal 1.90, 1.86. Since the restart, um, they're still top, but they're top by a bigger margin, 2.75 XG non-penalty per 90. Mm. So their XG non-penalty per 90 has gone up per 90 over the last three. Yeah, they, this says that they've actually been they've had more attacking threat but that's not what I've seen with my eyes <laughs> so for once it's almost like you know from, with my eyes I've seen a City team that have actually struggled for fluidity we've seen Pep show some inconsistency with his team selection that 
you know, there's uncertainty about what we're going to get from his team. We know that Haaland will likely start both games in game week 20 and we expect that he could in game week 23, but barring that FA Cup replay. But the team around Haaland is still in flux, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, and you could also argue that, that City have had arguably one of the best fixtures since the restart. I mean, Leeds away, Everton at home, Chelsea away. Yeah. And yeah, against against Everton, they they did struggle. Um, uh, you know, Everton had a had a good shape to them. They struggled to get through, and and the same with Chelsea as well until that until that mistake by Kepper. So they got the three goals against against Leeds. De Bruyne, you know, was was putting balls on a on a plate for players, and they were they were missing it. So you know, there's there's a question about conversion because they could have got six or seven in that in that match, and they probably should have had a couple more against Everton. They always will do. So there's there's obviously a problem with with the conversion. But I agree with you in the in the two games I've seen them play in the league. Not in there, not in that cup. I mean, they were just incredible in that cup game against mm. Chelsea. I mean, but Chelsea Lewis, were poor. Chelsea were poor as well. I mean, that, that, that guy is, is that yeah. is a gem that, that Pep's unearthed, and yeah, they, they look really good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm I am a bit. I look at this data, and I agree with you. It's a little bit at odds with with what I'm seeing. I don't obviously wouldn't write City off, but I think the fixtures are bad enough to let us consider that they, they're not going to score a huge amount. The other thing to consider is that City are obviously chasing mm. Arsenal. Um, and it's a results business for them now. They don't need to win games by marquee scorelines and winning three or four nil. It's all about getting the result, getting on the bus and going home. When it when it comes to the Old Trafford game, they'll take a one nil, and that I, I think that's the score I've predicted. I do think yeah. it. I think City could nick it one nil, but it's going to be a very tight game. They're not going to go two nil up, leave Haaland on, and win four nil. That, no. I just don't see that happening. Um, and equally for Spurs at home, like I say, Pep will, I think, approach it with some caution given how Son and Kane have exposed them in the past. Mm. Yeah. Wow, we agree. I mean, that's, that, that's how I feel. Um, I mean, I, th- I, think, I think City dropped points in, the, in these two games. Uh, you know, at yeah. least one of them. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's two really, really tough games. Um, I, I, I can see, I think I've got Spurs to, to get a draw with them but it's a big game for United you know United are flying at the moment and there's going to be I mean that that atmosphere at Old Trafford is going to be absolutely incredible and given what we've seen from City in the league I think United will be will be hopeful that they can they can get something so I, I don't I don't personally think City come out of these this are going to be 20 with six points right. I think they drop I think they at best they get a win and a draw that's that's my that's my prediction and 23 we've got to be cautious given that the likelihood yep. of potentially a replay with Arsenal in the cup and the fact that even without that replay, there's every chance that Pep will manage Haaland's minutes at home to Villa, given that Arsenal then follows. And mm. obviously that's a key fixture. Mm. Interesting. Dare it, we. It, it really dare is. we. This, this is what counters it, because this is the player data since the restart. And um, just look at that. Look, look where Haaland is on that. That'd be, that is terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> But he's he's been missing. He's, he's he's clinical. You know what we've seen from him previous previously in the season has been he gets a chance and he scores it, and he has been spurning chances. I mean, he's still getting shots. His his stats are good. This is all very promising numbers and exactly what you want to see. But yeah, will it just? I, I guess we assume it's just going to click back right, and he's just going to start going to start knocking him in again. Because I mean, he's he's top. Wow, he's top for points. Well, near the top for points for ninety, but he could have had a lot more points. Yeah, I mean that that's him for forwards. He's top obviously top of forwards as well. Um his his conversion's not that bad. You know, it's not 
over those three fixtures is not yeah, that bad. No, yeah, not. so, you know, it, 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 it is worrisome that you look at that and think, well, even though we're kind of unsure about um, City and how fluid they are, the numbers suggest there's no problem at all. It's, 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 very, it's very interesting. Isn't it? Look, this is why we look at the data and stuff, because it does, it is at odds with what I've seen. I mean, I, I think about the last few games, I think, okay, City haven't been that great in attack and Haaland's missed loads of chances have been off it. And then you look at the data and it's like, well, City are the best attack and Haaland is having the most chances yeah. and the most shots and his conversion mm. is even that bad. So this is where the data can kind of help frame um, the eye test, I think. And that's why the combination mm. of them is important. Yeah, I must say I'm I'm yet to decide what to do, but I, given where I am, given my rank, uh, and the fact that I know that the, the the popular thing to do will be to go with Haaland, and it's the safest thing to do. You will likely get a return out of him in twenty. You'll likely get a return out of him in twenty three. I don't think the ceiling is that high in either of those game weeks, and there's a possible potential bigger ceiling coming for him or another City player later. And there's always the option then of going to another player anyway that, that has oh, two am, attractive fixtures. I am tempted to not even captain Haaland this week. How mad is that? That is crazy, because I wasn't even going to look at the captaincy tonight, but now you've said that, we will. Are you, are you not even slightly tempted by Marcus Rashford? I am. Because I, I, I genuinely, I think a home game against City with their defence, okay, they've got a good defence, obviously, but you know, with the players coming in and out, there's, there's some rumours about Stones not being fully fit. Saw um, that tonight. just now, which well, is a blow because yeah. that was going to be my transfer. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think I think United are, are going to be up for. I think I think United score in, in that game definitely. And then it's it's a it's a good game against Palace, who are all over the place. They just got four 0 to to Spurs in the second mm. half. United, and and, and Rashford has what delivered in seven straight games now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got. I think he's got to be considered. The the terrifying thing is Haaland's going to be what two hundred and five percent effective ownership. <laughs> Which obviously yeah. isn't, I always say, is a way I don't want to play. But sometimes you have to look at that and be like, oh, that is going to hurt if he goes nuts. Um, mm. Yeah. As has been oh, drinking again. The, 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 chat, the chat is, there's a few people saying they like the, the Rashford shout, and there's a few people saying it's crazy. So yeah, well, let's we'll, know what you We'll, what you we'll get to the captaincy. Um, let's look at Man City um, overall, because if we look at... Um, their attack over the last six as well. They're they're not top of that, but Arsenal are top over the last six matches. But as we saw since the restart, the City attack is 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 best. If you haven't got three City players, um, would you argue that we're moving that way? We're we're you've got to go, have you got to go into game week twenty with three City players? Is my first question. No, I don't, don't think, think so. so. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's. If I was going to pick three, it would be Haaland, De Bruyne and Edison in goal because that gets you your guaranteed three starters across both. I look at all the other players in the team and I just don't really know who's, who's going to play. Um, you know, Foden isn't really an option given that he's, he's in and out. Same with Grealish on that left-hand side. I look at the defence. I mean, you, you, you told me the other day that you were thinking of getting stones and if, I know a few people have been considering it. I know he's potentially got this injury now, but even before the injury, I said straight away, I just don't want to get involved in that. Like, there's so many centre-backs at that club that can play there. And then the fullbacks are all competing against each other. Like that, that cup game, they played two different fullbacks. Cancelo dropped, and they were excellent, absolutely excellent. Mm. Those, those fullbacks for City. So it's just a complete minefield. What your point was, if you've got a good um, bench, good, good, a good defensive bench. I've got Bueno and Patterson, for example. <laughs> you know, if you've got like White or a Dallo or you know someone half decent, then you can maybe take the gamble on, on the City defender. 
Um, but I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a must have. I think if you've got, if you've got Haaland, um, that's fine. And then, you know, one of Edison or De Bruyne, or maybe you take a punt, maybe take a punt on, on Mares. You know, it's not for me, but I can, I can see why people are doing it. You know, I'm, when I talk about Mares, it's, it's done through my, my past experiences with him. I don't think he, I don't think he's a terrible option for the organic. Well, we'll get onto him in a moment. I think my, my case is that, um, whatever, unless it's De Bruyne, I mean, I've got Edison and Haaland, right? So unless the third player I go for is De Bruyne, there is an element of risk. Whether you're mm. going a defender or whether you're going for Mahrez or Grealish or Foden, there's an element of risk. And you're taking uh, a player that, okay, you're going to want to hold them to 23, but who knows? I mean, like I, I would say right now, if I was going to commit to a defender, it would be Stones. But let's not talk about the injury yet because nothing's mm. confirmed. As before tonight, it was Stones because you look at this data and he's played every, each one of the last six he's started. Yeah. He's also played very well. And we know that Pep, when a player plays well and performs high level, he normally keeps faith with them. Yeah. I mean, Foden might be an outlier. What happened <laughs> yeah. there? We just don't know. <laughs> send um, the backs, send the backs wider. That's what we've seen historically. You know, Laporte's come in, Stones come in. Yeah. And he, has, he, has, he hasn't really. I mean, Akanji was, was his, his boy, wasn't yeah. he, early in the season, but yeah. he's, he's out now. So, so, right now, I would say Stones, without tonight's rumour of injury, would be the one I would risk in defence. And then in midfield, it would be probably Mares. Probably Mares because. He has been in strong form. If we, if we look at midfielders over the last six game weeks, XGI non-penalty per 90, we take the last six game weeks only as the data source, Mares is the top midfielder, 0.89 XGI non-penalty per 90. Now that's only off the back of 209 minutes, um, but he has impressed in those two starts. Yeah. He's come in and he's looked like he's Pep's main goal threat outside of Haaland. We thought that was Foden. Now it appears to be Mares again. I think that Mares is probably just about over Grealish, the most certain to start both mm. games. He doesn't start tonight, I see, yep. in the Carabao Cup. So that would indicate that he's in a good position to start both games in game week 20. So if I was risking a third player other than De Bruyne, it would be Mares or Stones. Now, that yep. would be with the understanding that going forward, there's no certainty of start for either of those players. Now, I think I'd rather take that risk in defence where, like you say, I could have a four for even another, you know, I could have four other defenders that I'm happy starting every week. Like I've got a Stupinan who's got great fixtures to come. Mm-hmm. I've got Luke Shaw. Uh, I've got Ben White. I've got Trippier, of course. So if I've got Stones in, I'd have four other defenders there that I can play instead of him. So I can kind of gauge whether or not Stones is going to start and then choose to take the risk or not. If I go Mahrez or Grealish, I'm using a precious midfield slot. So not only am I benching more money, I'm using up a slot which could be potentially explosive if I had an alternative player. So that is why I much prefer, if you're going to take a risk on a third player that isn't De Bruyne, it would be a defender. It's it's classic case of trying to cover, isn't it? It's trying to cover, De, I mean, De, to, for me, De Bruyne and Haaland are so far clear. I mean, you don't need a you know, expertise in FPL to know that, that they, no. they are the two, they are the two best options. Every other player to me feels like trying to tap into points and, and, and hope for the best. And it's not a double game week where I think there is going to be huge returns. Mm. I don't think there's going to be huge returns in defense either. I think, I think no. it's very likely that both teams um, score in, in, in that match. So, you know, I just feel like there's, there's, 
better ways that people could be spending their transfers this week rather than trying to bring in a Stones or a Mares or something. I think if, even if you've only got Haaland, I, I kind of feel like this double game week, that's, that's kind of enough. There's good options um, elsewhere and, and not to get too, you know, kind of into it because there's, there, there is, for me, only, only three viable options that, you, that you'd want to have. In your, if it's a free hit, okay, that's a different story. But in terms of transfers, I just don't want to bring in Mares, and then you've got then you've got Mares in your team, and he plays. Say, say he plays against United, and he's rubbish, and then Pep drops him again. Yeah. Oh great! Now I'm stuck with Mares again. Mm. Like I've been so many times in other seasons. You know, a transfer is for multiple game weeks, not just for one. And Mares is not a player I think that can stay in your team long term. Uh, FPL Favorite says, and I wouldn't want to force a City defender in. Now the reason why I like um, obviously City defenders is the data suggests that's the way to go. We know what the strongest defences are. It's City, it's Arsenal, it's Newcastle. And then below that, you know, United are creeping up. This is the season data. Um, City out on top, 0.64 XG conceded on penalty per 90. Arsenal, 0.75. Newcastle, really impressive, 0.88. If we go to the last six matches only, then United creep up. I think I can sit here now and say the fourth best defences City, Arsenal, Newcastle, United. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't see that changing, fact, do you, over well, the rest of the I, season? I, I, I would go one step more and say none of the other teams I would trust even remotely to, to keep a clean sheet. I think, I think the quality of defending in the Premier League this year is, is actually really poor. Because I look at Chelsea, I look at Spurs, I look at Liverpool, even a team like Villa, who have had Emery come in, who we thought was going to turn them around defensively. West Ham have been good defensively previous seasons. They were awful this year under Moyes. Yeah, there's the Palace as well. They were they were well disciplined under Vieira. Now suddenly they're conceding and shipping goals for fun. There's only those four teams. Yeah. There's only those four teams that we can trust. I think I think Brighton have been disappointed in terms of output defensively yeah. this season. They could they have got good fixtures to come, and they could creep into fifth I'm, place in a kind of like in a you know as, as the fifth best. I reckon. I'm not I'm not surprised by that because we we dominate the the ball and and the passing is is amazing, but we invite counterattacks and. When teams counterattack us, they tend to score. <laughs> so it's, it's part of the tactics, though. It's part of the tactics. You know, um, De Zerbi likes to invite the press and and try and, and you know. But if the pre- if that doesn't work and they do win the press, then the team that we're playing is 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 well um, set up for, for a counterattack, and we often concede. So that's why we don't keep clichés. Our underlying defensive data is really good, putting us in seventh. Um, we're right up there as well since De Zerbi took charge because we don't concede a huge amount of chances um, because teams don't have the ball against us. But when they do get the ball, they can they can hurt because our defenders aren't the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Estupanan's okay to hold because I'm going to play him in good features. But so the reason why I like a City defender, and I've got Edison already, and the reason why I wouldn't mind doubling up is that if I can find the City defender that more often than not plays, and I think that's easier to find the City defender that more often than not plays than it is, say, in Mahrez, Grealish or Foden, uh, more often than not playing, then mm. you are buying into a top four defence, that if you've got defenders from the other teams, you can rotate when you feel security of start is at its strongest and bring in, I would then have Edison and Stones, right? If, if Stones came into my team, I'd have Edison and Stones. Most other teams would only have one City defender, maybe not even that, if they sell Cancelo and don't get a City mm. replacement. So I would have a double up in the best defence in the league. Okay, they've not had the output recently of clean sheets, but you've got to think as we get further down the season and it becomes all about keeping it tight, winning 1-0, managing the game, getting back on the bus, etc. We will see some 1-0 wins from City. Absolutely. absolutely. So I do think the City defender 
is a better option of investment now than risking going to Mares, Foden or Grealish. That's my view, but I don't know. I, I, th- I, think, I think people like you that, had, that went with Edison, and I was tempted, have got to be so spug with how things are going. Because not only is Cancelo not an option for those, but the, defend- the other defenders are a bit of a nightmare. And you can just sit there with with Edison and think, okay, these one nils are going to come, and I'm going to get those points. So mm. yeah, I'm 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 very jealous of you as a as an Edison. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I look at the attack, this is City over the last six. Yes, they're strong. Yes, we know how good their players can be, but I think it's far harder to pin a tail on the donkey with that. I think it's, you know, we still don't. I mean, like Foden, it hasn't really surprised me what we've seen with Foden again when we got back after the restart. If we go back to that City graphic, you can see over the last six game weeks, he's had two starts. He's played 212 minutes. Mm. Um, We don't know why. We didn't know why before Christmas, and we don't know why after Christmas, why Foden hasn't started games. But there's something (laughs) there. And that something has come along and also affected Cancelo now, presumably. We don't know if it's... We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but what's your theory about Cancelo at the moment? Why is he out of favour? He's playing tonight. Therefore, he's obviously not... Is it just Rico Lewis or do you think there's more to it? I think there's more to it because we saw him lose his place for Portugal as well. I mean, he, he played for City. He got red-carded. They then lost the next game against Brentford. He went off to the World Cup, lost his place in that. I think his head just isn't quite right. I mean, what I can't understand, though, is if you've got a player who maybe is, is suffering a little bit, why would you play him at right wing against, against Chelsea? And then that him was off really odd. I, I just, I, I mean, Pep's mind is is a thing of beauty, but it's also a thing of confusion, you know? Well, he, he confuses himself, though, doesn't he? And, and I think his team looked confused that night, didn't they? They first did. The fir- yeah, I mean, the first half. And it, it wasn't, you know, I saw, I saw the subs being made and I was like, oh, that's definitely just going to be Cancelo coming off because he's, he's being played in a weird position. And, you know, and then the fact they went on and won it as well. You know, I, I just, I think Cancelo is, is out. I mean, Lewis is... is when, when I saw Lewis in the team, I saw Pep's comments about him and he was like, oh, he's a player who, uh, you know, hasn't won a Premier League, so he's hungry. Well, I, well, I haven't won a Premier League. You can put me at, <laughs> me at left back. <laughs> not after the hernia up, surely. Yeah, not, not after my performance last night. Um, but then I saw him play and I thought, oh man, this guy is a gem. I, I, think, I really, really think um, Rico Lewis is going to go on and be a, a, an absolute top player for, for City. So yeah, ama- amazing, you know, scouting and, and management as well to, to bring him in. So He's a huge problem for, for Cancelo owners because he's going to get minutes because he's absolutely class and he's full of confidence and Pep's got his arm around him. So Cancelo's a sell. Cancelo is definitely a sell for me after this week. I'm just going to hope he gets one start, but he's, he's definitely a sell. It's interesting because City journalist Sam Lee posted the other night about, oh, I think City have reached a turning point now. I think things in the camp are settling down and we'll start to see the likes of Foden and, and Cancelo back in favour. And then you look at the team sheet tonight and go, I don't think so. Don't look like it, does it? No, no. Because you look you at the team sheets about United. United. Sorry? You see, his, you see his comments about United No, as well. I didn't see that. No. He was like, I'm going to do something so crazy. Yeah, you know, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I said, I mean, what's he doing? What's he doing? Why is he saying that? Why? It's so unsettling, isn't it, for us, for him to say that? Yeah, I guess he's trying to unsettle, you know, Ten Hag and, and United. But it wouldn't surprise me if... Edison was a centre mid. <laughs> you, know, you, don't know what he's, you don't know what he's capable of. He's, no. he's a, yeah, he's, hor- he's a horrible person for FPL, but football-wise, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he is very exciting. <laughs> and I look at the team sheet. I've just had a look at the City team sheet now. You know, there, there, there's no walkers on the bench, right? So you, you've got to think that it's Walker and Lewis starting. 
Yeah, uh, 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 in game the first. I, I, don't, game, I, I, I don't. I don't mind Lewis as a as a pick. No, three point nine, and you're getting a City defender who currently is arguably first choice. No, no, Walker, Walker is playing. Sorry, I didn't say Walker's playing Walker's right centre back. He's playing. He's playing centre back tonight. Walker's playing right. Yeah, centre, so, well, the, so the back so he's, four. He's playing Cancelo, Walker, Laporte, and Gomez as a back four. So yeah, I'm I, I'm now totally confused. Um, I mean, I mean, why? <laughs> Akanji's because... on the bench. So of so looking at the bench tonight, Akanji and Lewis are the most likely defenders to play two games. I, I don't Stones e- is rumored. I don't even be. think it's worth talking about this anymore. And Akanji's on the bench. As if well. he's if he's playing Walker at oh. centre back, he's capable of anything, Mark. So I reckon well, we just move. I on. don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind Walker at centre back. I don't mind him. I mean, this is the formation according to the BBC. I mean, we're not watching the game. I mean, let's face it. You know. Garth Crooks could have done this team sheet and who knows what that, you know, who knows what formations he, he puts out. But, you know, it is still an odd lineup that he's come up with there. Um, and does it signpost the team for game week 20? It signposts that Harlan's okay, Rodri's okay, De Bruyne's okay. They're all on the bench. Akanji's on the bench. Mares on the bench. Lewis mm-hmm. and Ed. Yeah, I mean, the bench looks like the nucleus of his game week 20 mm-hmm. squad. But we're making assumptions there, aren't we? Um, but it does look like Cancelo's not going to at least play the first fixture. No, it's, I, I, I would be absolutely amazed if he if he played against United. Um, he, he's got a chance against first. He's got a chance of minute co- coming on for minutes as well. Maybe he gets twenty or thirty, which isn't isn't the worst for him because he might have a point to prove. He might want to get forward and, and mm. try and make something happen. But I, I think if you if you've got like enough doublers and you want something to do, or even if you want, even if you want to sell, because I, what I was talking to Janny earlier, and he's thinking of selling Cancelo down to a Botman or a Lewis or someone, and then um, using that money to upgrade to Kane, for example, perfectly viable, I think. Mm. If, if, you, if you can use that money from Cancelo World, then I think this week's a, f- a fine week to get rid of him, which is such a shame when he's got a double. Who would have thought, you know, I mean, I, I went without Cancelo for so much of the first half of the season and, you know, and it was kind of, it was horrible, but I kind of got away with it. And now I bought him in and he's been dropped. It's, I mean, I hate, went, hate this season. When I went without him in the restart, I didn't go Cancelo, I went Edison. I couldn't have hoped for this outcome. I wasn't hoping for this outcome. I was thinking, I'll take the risk. Edison clean sheets versus Cancelo's attacking returns. I had no idea no. that Cancelo would suffer the same fate as Foden. No. And I knew he had we a never. bad World Cup. So you can only think there was reasons for that that have then followed him to City back under Pep and Pep's also said you're not re- you're not able to play at yeah. the moment for whatever reason what, um, but what can you do when an academy kid you know comes yeah, in and stakes a claim in, in, in the way that, that Rico Lewis has as yeah, well that hasn't helped okay let's look at some players I'm not going to look at keepers let's look at defenders while we're talking about Cancelo the last six game weeks um, not too much movement there there he is fourth um, hmm. over the last six game weeks so the starts that he did have over the last six game weeks he has performed well 0.35 XGI on penalty per 90 Behind Robertson, Trippier and Perisic, these are the names that have been there all season. Trent is working his way up the list, 0.27. I guess we should consider Spurs defenders and particularly Doherty. Um, I've Mm. got him in my team, so I don't need to say too much about him. Um, What a move. Didn't yeah, see, again, I, you know, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Making right calls (laughs) is why you should be worried. You know, the Edison call now, the Doherty one. Got Zaha in as well and he's got the double in him. I'm I'm just saying. Um, but what, what do you make of Doherty and Perisic? Because we've come back after the restart and they've started all three. And, and mm. I did say, didn't I, when we had the show before the restart, 
if we could be sure on the Spurs wing backs, they would be, they would work our way, their way into our thinking, one of them. <coughs> so it does look now pretty clear that Conte's made his decision. It's Perisic and Doherty until, until they sign other players, right? <coughs> which, which is a possibility. They could make a sign in, in January, of course. Yeah, what, I mean, they're the, the, well, they're, they're the two best wing backs at, at the club. So it was only a matter of time, I think, before they before they both kind of state their claim. I mean, obviously on the right, Emerson's Royale, Emerson Royale's days are, are done. But when I saw when I went to the Spurs game and he got booed off by his own fans, I was like, <laughs> there's, there's no there's no there's no coming back from from that. Um, Spence obviously is Conte What's hates going for, on with Jed? For, for some reason. Um, so yeah, has, I think Doherty's a, a good pick on on the right because there isn't really any other options. Uh, I mean, Session started the season really well, didn't he, on the left? Um, but Perisic is, is better. Perisic is a is no is a World Cup finalist player with bads of experience, and that's what they need at the moment because they are struggling in games. I know they won four 0 against Palace, but in the first half they were absolutely awful, and they were awful in the game before that. And he he needs players that he can rely on, and I think Perisic is going to prove to be a reliable player. So I like basically I like either of them, but I think Doherty at four six, I I, really, I like it. I think I, I when you when I saw him in your team, I thought really Doherty that seems mm. a bit. But it's amazing what one game we can do because now I actually think it was a bit of a masterstroke. Well, I, I felt that he was worth taking a risk on because I felt that there was a chance that given his form... Wolves have scored. I know, Bolly. I saw. Um, <laughs> Ex-Wolves player scoring against his former club. Maybe the script was written. Um, I've, I thought over the, over the break, he obviously did well. He scored four goals in three games in the friendlies. And I thought to myself, well, before the injury, Conte looked to be really on his side he gave him you remember when Doty came off and he gave him that cuddle during his good phase yeah. and it was almost like Conte was saying look this is what I want you to perform like every week then he got the injury and I just thought I wonder whether he's you know because of the form he showed whether Conte would be on his side and pick him over Royale I also knew the feeling within the crowd that whenever Royale's name is bloody called out they start booing I so I don't know if that's got to come. I mean, I like Conte wouldn't take any notice of that necessarily because he manages his team the way he wants, but he must I be aware of that. I can't remember a player who's so vilified by their own fans. He's not that bad either. He's a, he's a good defender, but he's not. A, I don't think he's a good wing back in that system. Yeah, he's not the best, right? Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I'm happy that's come off, and I do think now if you don't have one of Perisic or Doherty and you are selling Cancelo, why would you not? Go to mm. one of those two with the double game week already confirmed. And even outside of the double game week, there's good fixtures to come for Spurs too. They are fixtures. I think until, until they sign someone in January, which they might, we know that they're looking at a right wing back and it's possible that then Doherty will lose his place. But that new signing will take weeks to settle in and assimilate. And so you'll get some joy, I think, out of Doherty. The, the, the argument is that it's Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, we, we always talk about clean sheets. That's your bread and butter of your, mm. of your, of your defenders, no matter how attacking they are. You, you need to get those clean sheets. And I just can't see them keeping many because I, I, I don't like the way they're set up. And I, I think teams go at them and, and can cause loads of problems. They always concede the first goal, don't they? They're yeah, I mean, I mean, look at that record. It's, it's an unbelievable record. They're chasing every game before they go into a match. That's why I think Perisic at 5-6 or 5-7 or whatever it is, I think that's just a little bit too much. But... Matt Doherty at four six, I, I think I just I like it. I genuinely, I, really, I really like. It. I like him within what I've got, which is a rotation defense, a defense where you can pick and choose your three defenders based on fixture. It's good if you've got him and you've got Bueno and Patterson, then it's a no. You you can't rely on him 
because you can't rely on the Spurs defence. But if you can form a, a five which you can rotate, then he's got legs because he, he then becomes a different, you know, you saw I got 14 points from him because I had him. Now, I wouldn't play him every week, but I might play him and try and catch those returns. Yeah. That's the that's the thing you've got to hope for. It's worked for me once. We'll see. We'll see how how it just, wears off. Shall I'll we? Just die. Just die. Just keep dialing out on it. Mark. On that it one. A, on that fourteen yeah. pointer. Because I, you know, what's going to happen. I, there'll be weeks where he does it again, and he's on my bench, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's only, it's only taking nineteen weeks to get. Yeah, this yeah right. exactly. You know, it's happening. Um, elsewhere on the list, as we work with Dina, there thirty fourth on the list, showing up for chances creating per ninety. No. Not going to tempt you. Can't sell him to you. Rico Lewis has sneaked in over the last six with those two starts, 0.14. So he's beginning to show up on there. And I think we're going to see more of him mm. and perhaps he edge his way up this table. Um, Luke Shaw's become a mainstay, hasn't he? I think his recent form, he is 15th in this table, 0.20 XGI on penalty per 90. He's in the top 10 for points per 90 recently. You know, the, the data doesn't knock it out of the park, but fixtures are good and he seems to be in his pomp again, doesn't he, in terms of form? Yeah, and that's, it's that security as well. When you see a player like that being put in at centre-back, you know there's no risk, because Malassi is there, isn't he? And he, was, he had the kind of um, the spot for, for a little bit until Shaw kind of came back in. And Shaw is just by far, I think, the best option in, in that United defence. I mean, Dallow, Dallow is, is there. He's, he's 32nd um, on the list. Uh, his XGI, non point nine is awful, 0.12, but Shaw's is not that much better at 0. 0.2. Um, but I, I'm always wary of a player just coming back from injury yeah. um, as well. And especially when United have been so good defensively, you want to make sure you've got the best one. So, yeah, I think I think Shaw is um, must have must have territory. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, let's look at midfielders over the last six. And we gave you a preview of this earlier. Marwes is top for XGN on penalty penalty 0.89, just with the 209 minutes, the two starts. And then back to normality, we see Salah at the top. Mm. What's your take on Salah at the moment? Well, I haven't got him and I don't feel terrified of him. I, d- I feel like scared, a bit scared. No, <laughs> I'm like Fear factor out of 10, <laughs> what would you say? I'm like a five. <laughs> Fear factor five. Okay. You know, I'm like, I'm like kind of blanket under the blanket watching it. I'm not like behind the sofa crying and shaking, you know, that's, that's, which is how I felt a lot of the time when I've been against her. Because Liverpool just are weird and... Nunes is weird and Salah's playing weird and it's all just a bit, I don't know, I don't really, I, I, I can't see Liverpool scoring buckets, those are goals in, in, in a game given, given how they've, they've played so far this season. So he's probably got a monster hall coming in because that's, that's what he's capable of. His stats are really good, 0.79, XR 9.90, that is ridiculously high. That's like in keeping. Not had a maybe, penalty yet this yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe even better than we've seen in, in previous seasons. Um, but, I'm sticking faith with Darwin. <laughs> Are you? Because, Are you staying with him? You're yeah. not moving to Kane. No, no. I'm going to stick with Darwin. He's 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 getting the chances. Well, all yeah. you want, all Let's you go want. To forwards when we're talking about Darwin. There he is, <laughs> third in Alice over the last six game weeks. 0.85 xgi non penalty per ninety. In between, in between Harland and Nunes, there is Tony which is interesting. No one's going to go Tony because of the injury and also, um, well, who knows what's going to come by way of his suspension. But talking about Darwin, so last six starts, two goals, two assists, conversion rate 7.4. That's what it's about, isn't it? So the XG is coming his way big time. They're just not going in. The question is, are they not going in because 
he's a Timo Werner. He's a player who's not going to translate his goal-scoring form to the Premier League from previous leagues. Or are they not going in just because he's having terrible run of variance and it's going to go for him eventually? Where are you he, he, sitting? He is literally a cross between Timo Werner and Andy Carroll. <laughs> that, is, that is, If I was to pick two players to describe Nunes, it would be those two. At I mean, the moment, I, yeah. At the moment, yeah. But I mean, Klopp believes in him. He believes there's a player in there. He's linked him to Lewandowski and said that he was similar in, the, in missed chances. What I can't understand about Nunes is, is, is his technique is just a bit weird. And I, I'm not one to judge someone on their football technique. Again, you should have seen me <laughs> playing football last night. Absolutely awful. Yeah. But I watch him play and like, he just seems to do the weird, like wrong thing. You know, when he, like he took a volley when he should have, he had loads of time or he like sidesfoots it when he should have like powered it or something. And I don't know, he, he's not a natural, he's definitely not a natural finisher. He relies on that element of chaos. So to be in the what right do you position. make of the goal against Wolves in the cup? Did he shin that or did he mean it? It definitely just. He shin it? Do you think he shin that? I someone someone's tweeted, didn't they? Say it was like, oh, this is one of the greatest goals ever, or something. And I was just like, did he mean that? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to know, but who cares? Like, all you want is a player in the right position who can who can get lucky in that way. And we said that right at the start of the season. We were like, this is a guy who is just going to be in the right place, and he's going to get chances, and he's going to score. And I still think eight nine when I don't want to invest all that money in Salah, but I want to have some part of the Liverpool pie. I'm keeping faith in him. I think it's going to turn. So you don't think you want to back Liverpool to the tune of Salah, but you, yeah. you're you okay keeping Darwin? Oh God, is this really the hell that, under that, the That seems a bit odd to me. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to, yeah, as someone who's trying to chase you down, I'm quite happy that you're saying these things. Um, but I, I, I've I, got to I, question I, it. I've got to like, if, if you if fancy Nunes, Liverpool, you, you stick with Salah, don't you? Yeah, but if, if Nunes stays in the team, I don't think there's going to be four million difference between Nunes and Salah, based on what I've seen. I think Nunes will, 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 get, will start getting goals. I just think he will. With these stats, no player is going to have an XGI non penalty per 90 of 0.85, and that's consistent. Across, in fact, that's, that's under what he's been sort of mm. over the season. Mm. We've seen him on the top of this list, with just, or just under Haaland, with like over one in terms of chances. No player is going to keep getting that level of chances and, and, and keep not scoring. No, I'll I, say it right now. <laughs> I, I, unless he is a Timo Werner job and, he, and he's arrived and he's just not going to reach the heights he's had in other leagues, or he is going to find the back of the net with regularity and deliver on that XG. And I think it will be the latter. Um, I still don't know if he's going to outscore Salah and be that better value given the pens and the extra points and so on. But um, it's close. Um, but I, I, I'm, I've got a dilemma in that I've, I've got Salah and I could move to De Bruyne for the mm. doubles, but I don't know if I want to. Uh, I don't know if I want to. Even, I mean, I think eventually I want to move Salah to Kane and it might be, I mean, if, if I'm going to do anything this game week to cash in on the doubles, it would be to sell Salah in order to move Kane in up front. Yeah. rather than move to De Bruyne because well, of the fixtures that City have got. And also De Bruyne hasn't delivered, you know, so far since the restart, zero points from De Bruyne, right? But, but that, that's it. When, when, I'm, when I'm talking about not wanting Salah and not going for Salah, it's a, another part of that is because I think if I was going to go with two premiums, I think Kane is clear at the moment of De Bruyne yeah. and, and Salah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've, got, I've got Darwin and it's like, oh, but surely you want Salah. Well, so if I sold Darwin, I wouldn't be getting Salah. I'd, I'd be going to Kane. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So salary isn't on my shopping list at the moment, basically. So where, if you were in my shoes now and you could move to De Bruyne from Salah, would you absolutely do it as your third City player? Absolutely is difficult. I probably would, I think, given that we know they've got two doubles coming up. Um, and the fact he's had this big rest as well. I would, I would expect I would expect De Bruyne to comfortably outscore Salah over the next three game weeks. Enough for that move to be worth it. Um, but like we said earlier, FPL doesn't always work like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at um, Salah's fixtures over this run. He goes to Brighton this game week. Then he's got Chelsea at home. He's got Wolves away. He's got Everton at home. And in that time, De Bruyne could play two more games, um, given that mm. they've got two other game weeks. And we'd, we'd expect De Bruyne to play. Maybe Villa at home could be a potential rest for De Bruyne if the replay with Arsenal happens. It's not, it's not a bad run for Liverpool, though, is it? I mean, Brian, you'd expect them to score and against us. Bad, well, this is it. It's not a bad run for Liverpool either, is it? So it's not, no. it's not a slam dunk, given that we haven't seen De Bruyne... You know, we're going back to that data that over the last six matches. And yes, he's up there for XGI on penalty. He's fourth in this table of midfielders, 0.68. But in 540 minutes, he's delivered one goal, one assist. Compared to Salah's four goals and one assist in 539 minutes. So Salah has outscored him in the last six game mm-hmm. weeks, um, which would suggest it's not as straightforward a sell, perhaps. If you're going on X-Mins, you've got to go to Boyne, I guess. Yeah. Mm, gives me a lot to think about. It right? is. It's, it's, I think. I think it's a tricky decision. It's, got, I'm, it's one I'm glad I don't have to make because I've, I've got De Bruyne in, in place. Um, I think I would probably do it, but it would be sl- it would be quite reluctantly. I mean, that's since the restart. Two hundred and seventy minutes, no goals, no assists for De Bruyne. Uh, XGI on penalty of zero point six four. Salah beats that at zero point eight one. You are right. Salah's XG on penalty is is that higher than so it was. high. Higher than it was even last season at the moment. Yeah, so high. Um, they are creating chances. Um, he's not taking them like, he's not quite in Nunes fashion, but he's not taking all these chances <laughs> again. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough decision. I, I have yet to make up my mind what to do with Salah at the moment and where to go with my third. It's particularly now I hear about the Stones potential injury tonight. Yeah. That really does muddy the waters. Uh, let's briefly look at forwards. Last six game weeks, we're not going to touch on Harlem. We talked about it enough. Tony, we've already said. Darwin, we've already said. So where do you stand on Martial? If you don't have Martial and you say you have, I don't know, I've got Mitrovic and Nketiah, would, yeah. should I be considering Martial for this double? I don't think you can, given that we don't know the, 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 why he was, was out of that squad. I mean, you, you can wait and see what, um, what Ten Hag says in, in the press conference. Uh, come over to Scout, watch me and, uh, no, no, it'll be Joe, Joe and Neil uh, this week talking, talking about that. We'll have the information. But assuming he's fit, the trouble is they've got Veghorst now, haven't they? We haven't even talked about him. He's coming him. back. He's coming Without back. Veghorst. Not confirmed in FBL yet. So, you know, when we're looking at this forward chart, wait and see. In a few weeks, there'll be a new name near the top, maybe. But yeah. No, quite, quite, quite a few people are saying he's, he's been confirmed as rested, Martial, which is good. Oh, which okay. is good. There you go. Which is right. good news. But I mean, what, what Veghorst means, surely, is, is 70 minute appearances for Martial because we know what his fitness is like and the fact he can't start 90 and it means he can get the odd rest because now Veghorst can, can come in. Mm. I don't think Veghorst massively impacts Martial. I don't think Martial's the much worse option because I think actually he needs a rest um, to, to play well and you know a tired Martial isn't going to get you points but <laughs> a, a Martial who is at least rested a little bit because they've got another option um, is probably more likely. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with him. I'm keeping him. Um, I think he could, he's been really disappointing though. I was really disappointed against Bournemouth not to get anything uh, from him, you know, playing up front. 
Uh, and there are good other options. I wouldn't be moving for him, but I'm happy right. to keep him. Yeah, fair enough. I noticed Savert's in the chat. Remember Savert? Savert was the FBL manager who had the best record for picking captaincies. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Hi, Savert. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a fun. Lovely to see you. And then it was awful when we used to pick it next year. He we, had a uh, bad season, yeah. But, we, we, you know, you know, the best FBL managers can have yeah. really bad seasons. As What of it? What of it? Who are they, who are they then, the best? I, I, well, you know, I don't know. But I mean, like, you know, people consider, well, I don't know, I've got yeah. myself in the right mess there. Yeah, I? yeah. <laughs> caught, caught you out there. Uh, there's, there's, there's one player that I'd like to mention. But oh, yeah, go we, on, on the chart. Yep. Back, uh, if we go back to midfielders, just my just my transfer, really, um, of, well, there's there's two players. Uh, Odegaard um, yeah. is third yeah. on the list of the last six game weeks. I mean, these kind of stats is the reason why I, I move for him. I mean, that's what, that, to me, it's where just everything falls into place. I think Arsenal are just a joy to watch at the moment. Like the Jesus injury, I went with no Arsenal attackers because I was wondering what the Jesus injury would do to them. Well, it's done absolutely nothing because the, no. the, the passing and the play that they've got at the moment is absolutely kind of incredible. They, they've come back stronger, haven't they, in terms of their interplay without oh, Jesus, which I didn't they're, they're just They're just absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant to, to watch. Uh, and Odegaard is at the heart of everything, absolutely yeah. everything. And we wondered as well, is he going to have to operate in a slightly deeper role because James isn't there? No. Look at look at those stats, 0.69. I didn't think Odegaard would ever reach that that level of, of XGI. I thought he'd always be assist the assister, you know, or, or something. But he 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 just, I, I know, because I was basically, I was choosing between him and um, Matoma. I'm not sure where Matoma is on this list. Is he... Um, this is the last six. Matoma oh, should be in there. I don't see. Yes, yeah, he is. Twenty second. There he is. Twenty second. Zero point one seven. Zero point one seven. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's his XGI non penalty oh, shot. Yeah. His XGI non penalty night is zero point four, which is yeah. high, especially mm. for a for yeah a, a four point nine million. Yeah. So I was between Matoma and Odegaard basically, but in the end, um, I am going to move for Matoma, but I I had to prioritise getting an Arsenal midfielder. Yeah. In. Um, so I guess my question to you is, do you feel the same if you were picking one Arsenal? I absolutely you, you... feel the same. And I am selling Ben White to clear the way to get Odegaard. Yeah. Right now, I've got Eddie up front and I've got Saka. Eddie, mm. I know, is not long-term. Well, he's done pretty well, so he could be longer-term yes, than we think. Yeah. I, I mean, Jesus, they saw pictures of him back doing weight training, top half weight training with his leg in the brace. He's not back for a long, long time. A long, long time. We are we're talking probably Easter before we see him, if we see him. So, and Eddie has performed at a level where I don't think Arteta's going to be that worried, right? He's going to strengthen in January, but and he might buy some more backup in terms of another forward or someone who can play in that role. But I don't think Enketi is under threat, so I don't think he's someone I need to move out yet. But I want Odegaard and Saka. Mm. I think the value that Arsenal offer, and yes, they offer great value in defence, but we've already talked about Doherty, Trippier, a City defender. Um, there are good defenders there. I mean, you can go Botman, you can double up on Newcastle. That's the other thing that you could look at, right? So there is such value in defence available, Luke Shaw. These aren't expensive defenders to get in good defences. I don't need to keep Ben White. Arsenal are a very strong defence and they'll keep clean sheets, but I think I can find points in defence elsewhere. Meanwhile, there's a 6.7 midfielder playing for the top of the table team and getting 0.69 XGI non-penalty per 90. Well, exactly. Yeah. I've got to get that, him as well as Sacco, I think. Yeah. That, that, that was my kind of logic with it because I thought I do really want Matoma and obviously my Brighton bias is kicking in. I think he's going to do really well. But I looked at, I looked at these numbers and I was just like, that is, 
that is just that's a no-brainer. It's the uh, eye I, test I, as well, though. It's like it, it, he's, the, the he's, eye test translates to the numbers, don't they? He's 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 absolutely playing ridiculously. You know, he's he's playing in the best attacking team, I think, in as the main creator and attacker, and he looks brilliant. And yeah, it's painful not having um, an Arsenal midfielder. So yeah, sorry, sorry, Matoma, but it was uh, an easy choice in the end. Player of the year, Odegaard. Could be hard to know who else. Who else? It, if it could Arsenal be, right? win the title, if Arsenal, if Arsenal win the title, got, then he's got to be, he's, he's got he's got to be captain as well. Yeah. Captain as well, right? I, I mean, yeah. for me at the moment, he is player of the year. Yeah, has to be. In terms of well, his we... progression from last season, we did not expect him to be. He was one of the players that we had an eye on, and I think there was some soothsayers pre-season saying, "Well, Odegaard's the one to look at, not Martinelli, not Saka. Odegaard's the one." Because we had that choice. And because Saka was a sure bet on pens and Martinelli was such good value, we were somewhat distracted. But there were some saying Odegaard and some went, I think Rubber Ducky went um, Odegaard. Yeah. Um, look at it now. He is arguably the stronger of the three in terms of FPL assets. I, I think it might have it still with pens, I guess. But I, I think, again, it's where, it's where our kind of biases from previous seasons kick in, right? Because I think if... If I was just coming into FPL for the first season this year and I'd seen Odegaard play, I'd be like, I want him straight away. But because I've seen him play previously and thought he's not really an FPL mm. asset for us, it's just tempered me a little bit and that's why I haven't moved for him. Um, but yeah, I've got him now, so happy. <laughs> just bringing up chat for a minute because Southampton have gone one up against City, which um, oh my God. is not what I would expect <laughs> either. But obviously with Forrest one up in the other game, and the prospect of Art Forest drawing Southampton in a semi-final, that's um, very, it's very It's almost like me. playing Walker at centre-back wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Pep has pepped himself again, isn't it? I, I don't know. Unbelievable. Why, yeah. why, he, why he complicates things so much. We don't want it. We don't want the complication. Uh, let's talk about uh, predictions then, because um, look at that. I'm, 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 I've, turned, I've turned you around on this as well. 53%. That is the highest correct outcome percentage we've seen since we've started this, you know. Just had to say it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got six scores correct last time out, out of the nine. Uh, well, what outcome, six outcomes, you got three. So I've, I'm on 53%, you're on 49. You're ahead of me on correct scores, 17 to 13. Um, but, yeah, I think 50% is what we normally get. So anything over that, I'm very happy with indeed. Let's move to game week twenty and the predictions. We've talked well, what, about some of these. What, just, just one more thing I will say yeah. quickly on, on those on those predictions is you should if you look at the list of where we've ranked them. I go from like I got ninety percent one week and then got twenty percent the next. So you're consistently getting the fifty percent. I'm just so erratic. I'm the uh, Harry Kane, aren't I? I'm like yeah, just consistent returns, but nothing spectacular. But you've got that big game week in in you, but. I don't know, you, you, everything can change and it might change with game week 20, although not with you predicting three all score lines involving Aston Villa, I wouldn't have said, but there you no, go. It isn't it? Um, okay, tell me about this then, game week 20, Aston Villa leads. You see a lot of goals on Friday, do you, to start the game week off? Yeah, why not? I, I, I went for it, you know, three all. Um, uh, I, I just think both teams are a bit scrappy at the moment. You don't really know kind of what you're going to get and Villa have been have been struggling a bit. Um, particularly with their attack, but Leeds have also been struggling defensively. I just think they're both going to kind of just go at it, hammer and tongs, and and it's going to be a big score. No, no, no real, no real. Um, yeah, I mean, 
the Leeds defence is there to be shot at. I think over the last six game weeks, I think they're bottom of the um, of the defence. Let me just bring it up. I think they are. Yeah, last six game weeks, bottom defence. Actually conceded non-penalty per 92. So they will give lots of opportunities to that Villa attack. It's just who do we fancy in the Villa attack to score mm. goals? Um, Bailey, as we've seen, drives himself to tears with his... With his uh, with his accuracy of his shooting. Um, Watkins is always frustrating. So that's my only doubt about that's gone. I've gone 2-1 Leeds. I really like Leeds at the moment. I, yeah. I I saw them in the cup on Sunday against Cardiff. Rodrigo came on and changed the game. I really like Rodrigo. We talk about midfielders that, you know, when we talked about you can't really afford to carry a Man City midfielder who's not playing. The reason are there are players like Odegaard and Rodrigo who you're, <laughs> you really want. You want those mm. players because... He's having another great season. Um, Billy is in the chat and he is um, <laughs> moderating chat as I see. Yes, very good. Good to see you, Billy. Should be in bed. What is the time? Half past eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, please, no no comments about hair transplants, please. Otherwise, Billy will highlight them. I don't know why I said that. That's probably the last thing I should say. Uh, okay, so I haven't had one, by the way. I don't know why people are saying that. <laughs> Someone actually tweeted, did you have one? It looks really good. I'm like, no. I, I was like, should I have a... It's crazy, isn't it? That's just what someone who had a hair transplant would, would say. say. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. You swine. <laughs> okay, let's move swiftly on. Man United, Man City. <laughs> I've gone one all. I've gone one all. You've yeah, gone one nil City. I I don't I don't really feel too confident about it. Really, I, I think United. I think United might score. I think City <laughs> City, either, City either win it to one nil or United score. There you go. <laughs> That's my insight. <laughs> Billy's gone in chat and gone. He did, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. I don't know what he's talking about. The worst decision ever made. I, I love. Imagine. I love the way that Billy is. Uh, Raptors in there. Look at Raptors comment. This is a classic. Look, look. Shame it won't be pulled. Well, if I have a season like yours, maybe I should. Unbelievable. It must be. It's funny how Billy's added a new dimension to this show in that he's uh, adding the humour in the second half. Yeah, no, well, someone's got to. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't predict goals there. I think you're right. It's going to be a tight game, isn't it? I mean, United are in such strong form. Ten Hag has really sorted them out. They, for once, they're going to go into this game with some confidence, particularly if, like, you know, Southampton turns City over tonight. 2-0, 2-0 Southampton. Is it? Yeah. Well, okay. Nathan Jones is turning it round, isn't he? Um, um, wow, they were calling for his head. It's like, <laughs> is it, there's a, oh, like 85% of fans wanted him sacked or something. It's been about four games. Yeah, well, there you go. So I, I do, I'm with you. I think it'd be a tight game. Um, so one or you've gone the City win though. Brighton, Liverpool, goals galore. Goals, yep. This is the Matoma demolishing of Trent you're predicting, isn't it? Um, yep. I, I mean, I got it completely wrong against Arsenal. Uh, I thought we'd win that game and they were absolutely incredible. Uh, we you know we 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 still look good attacking though. We still got a couple of goals against league's best defense. But I I just I just think like our first game. I know Deserby wasn't in charge because we had Crofts in charge. But our first game when when Potter left was against Liverpool, and they tried to press us and we passed it around them and we got loads of chances and scored. And I I kind of just feel like our system suits this kind of game because and now Deserby's had a bit of time to work with them, and Liverpool aren't haven't been that great anyway. And I think Matoma is going to have Trent on absolute toast. I think this is a really good opportunity for Brighton to, to win this. So I've gone for us. I've gone for us to win it 3 2. I've gone 2 all. I think there will be goals. I, I do struggle. I look at both defences and, and, and question them. And I do think, yeah, a lot. I mean, this is why 
it's hard to sell Salah because I do think there's some joy in that game for him. Uh, and who knows? Darwin might hit the net as well. You never know. It does happen. Uh, Everton Southampton, by contrast, if this was not a three o'clock game, we would be shopping for seeds and conifers, wouldn't we, for this one? <laughs> I mean, you've gone for nil-nil. I've gone for a one-nil. It could be one-nil either way. I mean, who cares? <laughs> Southampton tonight, though, uh, off the back <laughs> of this, you know, I, I, I've gone a nil-nil. I think they'll get a point. Um Everton have yeah. got to win their home game, so I can see why you've gone one 0 But I, I think I think that is about that's about as bad as it gets, isn't it? That game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I don't think it'd be pretty to watch. There's so much at stake. Uh, Southampton need something from the game. Everton, it's a home game. They've got to win their home games because they've struggled away. It's a six pointer mark. It's mm. a six pointer. Yeah. Um, Forest Leicester, almost another six pointer. Really, when you look at it, we're level mm. with Leicester on points. We've both gone one nil Forest. It's so good to see you finally <laughs> back in a Forest win. Yeah, I mean, Forest are good at home. I think they've, they're improving. I think the break was good for them. I think Gibbs White and Awanai, Awanai, Awanai. Name is. could be injured uh, now, though. He's not in the squad tonight, really? so I think he's injured. Okay. So Johnson's up front with but, Scarpa you know, one side, Gibbs White the other. I don't mind that. I don't know. I mean, that. it's, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know a huge amount about Scarpa, but I know you're excited about him, which I assume means he's, he's fairly decent. There's there's a bit of a buzz around Forest at the moment, and I think it's the complete opposite of Leicester because Rogers is now already turning to we've only had 15 million to spend. I'm not a magician. All this all this stuff. So, bloody hell, how about you inspire players a little bit? And you know you were doing all right before the the restart with the same group. So I know Madison's not there. The injuries but, are bad low for them as well. They've had. I don't know, but they're always bad. They're always bad at, at Leicester. You know, they've been they've been rubbish. They they they, they shouldn't be struggling in in the way that they mm. they have been. I, I know I know injuries are, are tough, but I still think they've got a, a decent enough team um, to compete. It's, it's Madison. Like they're they're just a one man team. When Madison doesn't play, yeah. they are awful, and Makes Madison won't be playing. And so I think Forest to win. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I do hope you're right because that will put us three points That'll ahead of Leicester. Big. And we would be looking like we're oh, my safe. Dad's, my dad's been my dad's been on the big screen. He'd be happy with that. Did did you, did Delia put that one up? I or did, oh, or, or Billy? Billy's, it? Billy's got... aware of your dad and is willing to. Everyone's crashing in on this. It's like family affair. This uh, <laughs> this show now these days. Agree, um, yeah, dad, good to see you, Chris. We, we never agree as well no. on a score. So for him to say he agrees on three two, that's um. How's he been with his Brighton predictions this season? Good or bad? Uh, he's, he he did well at first, but then he went off to Zerby, didn't he? And he was very negative about him for a while and then he's come back. But he he, he did say, I think I said on the last Black Box, that he said um, he feels like Zerby's now turned a corner and he's he's backing him. So okay. he's, he's he's positive again. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's not it's rare for us to agree, which means it, it almost certainly won't be a Brighton win. <laughs> uh, let's get on to Wolves, West Ham. I've gone a one-all, you've gone a two-one, West Ham. Um, Wolves... Losing at Forest tonight. Um, I I do like I do like Wolves under the new manager Lopetegui. Is that how you pronounce it? I've, I've been trying to practice that. Yeah. Um, and I I do think that he has they they impressed me at Anfield. I thought that they kept the ball well. They had a threat, and obviously they've got new player. They got Kuna in up front, who looks like he's got a bit about him. They'll buy more. So I do think that Wolves could turn it around, and they're not going to stay down there much longer. But I feel the same about West Ham as well. I mean, surely yeah. there's more to... I mean, are they really in trouble? I mean, they are. They look like they are. But do you think they'll get out of it? The least Wolves have got that bit of fresh air and a new manager and, you know, a bit of a bounce and stuff. Whereas mm. West Ham, I just think, are, are sinking without a trace. I mean, I've given them a win 
uh, in this game. If they don't win this, I think Moyes is, is out. He's, he's, he's got he's to be out. I mean, there's, just, there's too much quality in that West Ham team for them to be anywhere near a relegation battle. They should, they should be comfortable top 10. They should be a comfortable top 10 yeah. team. Mm. Um, so yeah I, I, don't, I don't I think Moyes is on borrowed time and the longer they wait the more you think they're going to get dragged into it more so it's a it's a big game for West Ham I think they'll I think they'll they'll scrape through um, yeah. I'm backing Paqueta to be their hero like Richarlison was <laughs> well, he's got to come isn't it you're going to play the Sky Q thing again that was a good quote that was it was good. David Moyes with Paqueta is like my gran with Sky Q. Yeah, yeah you like that one. Yeah. Mm, like that. <laughs> uh, right, Brentford Bournemouth. Before we do, we've got to explain the rules again. Again for the Garden Centre game because people are screaming. They're going mad in chat about oh, surely yeah. Everton Southampton had to be Garden Centre game. Got to explain again. We cannot, it's got to be a televised game because the idea is you see the game on telly and you go, actually, I'll miss this one and this will be the one we'll go down the Garden Centre. You, you can't get- do that for a three o'clock. Right? So you, get as frust- you get as frustrated oh. describing that as I do the triple captain. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we come to Brentford Bournemouth, which is the Garden Centre game. Right. There he is. There we go. Now, looking at the scoreline you predicted, you wouldn't think it was. You've gone 4-1 to Brentford. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't want to be I don't want to be shopping for seeds if there's going to be five no, goals. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to the Garden Centre for that game. I think right, it's going okay. to be a... I'm, maybe I'm wrong then. Okay. I, I just think Bournemouth have been really bad and Brentford have been really good. And Tony's back. Is he Tony back? I'm not, no, I'm not sure. Not sure. They, 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 didn't even, they didn't even need him. I mean, mm. they beat Liverpool, you know, with, with, with old Brian up top. I think there's just something about them at the moment. And I think any team that's playing Bournemouth, particularly at home, have got to be confident of a big win because I think they're the worst team in the league. Yeah, data showing that Bournemouth are now being found out. I mean, I think under O'Neill, they they bounced for the first three or four games, mm. looked like they had the spirit in them to survive. Now, you know, I've, I mean, depth of squad and I guess with, with, with games coming thick and fast, which they are going to be coming thick and fast in the second half of the season, squad depth is a factor. They can strengthen, but I still look at it and think they they now look like they are likely relegation candidates. And I, I do think Brentford will beat them. Um, Wissa is is obviously taking the role up front and he's a midfielder uh, in, in FBL. We didn't think about him when we got to midfield, but he could be an option in weeks to come if Tony does get the ban as expected, couldn't he? So I'm not going to go in Bumo. Not going in Bumo deep. No. Again. No. I see the FBL tipped in Bumo this week. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fun sort of left field pun, but... It's a bit left field, isn't it? I, suppose, I guess he's on pens, though, with Tony not there. At least I think I he is. I don't hate it. I don't mm. hate it. I mean, he's, he's in the scalp picks this, this, um, right. this week. You know, if you're looking for a... I mean, there might be some free hits being played this week if you, people yeah. have only got one doubler and, and stuff. Yeah. And you know, if you're looking for a one-week punt, then then maybe. Um, it was it was nice when, when, you know, with Tony on the bench and Brian ran over to him and they were kind of celebrating together. I like that. That kind of strike partnership... Um, it's like, oh, so we played five-a-side, Mark. I'd have run over to you. Good well, you'd kind of like hobble, wouldn't you? <laughs> With the... and, I, and I'd never score, so it would never happen, but no. <laughs> we can drink. And I'd, I'd, not, and I'd never be on the sideline supporting you, I would. No, no. So <laughs> apart from, was... apart from all of that, that's a great analogy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's get to Palace. Uh, Chelsea at home to Palace. Um, oh. This isn't a great game, is it? This I was think, close. This was close, right? I would have made. I would but it's definitely. Not, have made this I don't one. think it's live. I think Newcastle Fulham's a live game. But it was my ah, first thought. It was okay. my first thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I, I thought that that's the one I would have gone for. Mm. If it's not the advice. Yeah. I, I mean, who, who cares? Chelsea are just like <laughs> a tenth place team now. Palace are awful. 
I don't, you know, whatever. There's, there's, there's little investment. I mean, I know we still got our, some of our Chelsea assets, but no one is surely considering any Chelsea attackers. Zaha, maybe people are considering, but... Where do you stand on that? We haven't spoke about Palace tonight. Is there a reason for that? Just don't invest in a bad team. That's like rule number one. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like the way they're, they're set up this season. I think Vieira is in trouble because they're not doing the things that were so successful last, last year. And he's not getting the most out of some of his talented attackers. So I'm, I'm, I have absolutely no interest in them whatsoever. Just like I have no interest in Chelsea. Mm. I, I think, yeah, this is a dull game and arguably though, there's quite a bit at stake here. Palace could get sucked into that relegation battle when you mm. look at the fixtures that they've got. I mean, neither of their fixtures in game week 20 are strong. They, I think they will lose them both. I've gone for 2-1 to Chelsea here. Chelsea need a win. Potter needs a win more than ever. He's... he's... He's cracking up as well. See his interviews. He's he, he he had that glow up when he when he signed. He looked great, and now he's gone back to looking like an old man. And he he just uh, he's I've never seen him react in the way that he's doing in press conferences. I know he's asked more kind of charged questions because it's different journalists. They're trying to kind of get a reaction from him. It's not like lovely Brighton local journalists and all that. I know there's more pressure and all of that, but the way he the way he snaps at journalists the way he defends himself the way he does all these things just has all the hallmarks of someone who is really struggling is there a role. tiny bit of you pleased to see him struggle or a large no. part of you trying to <laughs> i i don't know i feel weirdly at the end of the day it's you know it's his career and his job and you know i don't want to wish you know harm or ill on anyone mm. um, but there is a tiny part of me that's enjoying it <laughs> i'm not yeah. going to lie yeah, yeah. Uh, Newcastle Fulham is televised uh, in the UK and we've gone the home win. It's hard not to see a home win here. You think Fulham will nick a goal against the Newcastle defence? Just don't see it. I don't want to play Mitrovic in this game. Yeah, I either yeah. want to sell him or want to bench him. I just, just don't it's just Mitrovic it. against his old club. I just like that kind of, um, mm. you know, that yeah. script. But my God, Arsenal was so good. I mean, what, semi-finals of the FA Cup, challenging for top four. Incredible. Fantastic Incredible season. season under Howe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spurs-Arsenal, we've both gone the away win. Uh, mm. I think Spurs could get a goal. You've gone 2-0, I've gone 2-1. Not too much to say there, really, other than we both obviously applaud Arsenal on the way they're playing at the moment and we're back, back in a win. It's not edgy not derby, do you think? Do you think it'd be... Yeah, it could game? be. I just, I, just, I, just, I just think Arsenal have, have, are too good. I, I, don't, I don't really... I look at the way Spurs play and I just... I think in every... Basically every position on the pitch... Um, you know, apart from Kane, obviously up top, I think Arsenal are better. They play more as a team and mm. they're going to create more chances. Um, always tricky with the derby, but you've, you've, you've got to back Arsenal, I think. Yep. Uh, then we go to Crystal Palace United, the second game for both teams. Uh, and we've gone away win, 2-0 for me, 3-0 for you. Yeah. Well, this, this is what's putting me towards Rashford. potentially going for Rashford. Mm. Yeah, this this second game. Because the, the City game, just a bonus, you know, and I, and I think United can... Get, I know I've gone for a one little city, so it's hard. But I think they, they that could, you know, that they could they could be goals United in that. They look at Palace and think they're going to be confident against them. Mm. They're going to go into this game full of confidence. I know Palace are at home, but this double is better than City's double for sure, especially because United are home in the first game. The only thing that would put me off is your your captain in a player and banking on the second fixture when he's got a fixture to play. Anything could happen. He could get an injury or so. That's the worry. If the mm. first game is that bad, then, you know, we've seen it with Mitrovic, haven't we? we? We went in and he only played one game. Luckily, that first game was against Leicester. 
Um, if the second game, if that first game is more difficult, we probably wouldn't have gone Mitrovic captain on the basis that he could get yeah. booked to miss the second one. But because it was yeah, Leicester, yeah. we were willing to go with it. Whereas in the case of Rashford, I guess he he is injury prone, but he's looking as fit as he's ever been right at the moment. So. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we can worry worry about. I mean, no, Harlan's had had injury problems before, isn't he? But you're not exactly not going to captain him just because of that. I guess you you just hope he play he plays both. I I, I don't know. I think, I just feel like Rashford's being overlooked um, mm. this week and. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't say for sure that I'm going to have the balls to to go through with it, but I am tempted. And then finally, six Spurs, you've gone to all. And I've gone yeah. to all. Well. So you think Conte will go there and have some joy again? I think he will, yeah. Um, you know, hitting me on the counter-attack will, will be the strategy. Son and Kane have linked up so well against them before. Uh, and yeah, I think City are going to try and, and just see this out and have a quite a cagey game, but I don't think that's what Spurs will, will want. And They'll attack them like they have done in previous seasons and, and done well from it. So I'm backing goals in this one. A couple of goals. Yeah, I think City will need to score more than one. I think, but I think it will be edgy. I think it depends how early the first goal goes in because I think Pep will want a goal to calm them down and then they, might, they I think they will score a couple. But it could easily go 1-0 um, mm. because, I, I again, I don't think Pep will gamble too much in this game. I think he'll play in a quite a conservative way and be very wary of Spurs on the break because of what's happened in previous encounters. So it's a very difficult game week to call for City, isn't it? In a game week where, as we've spoke about earlier in the show, the triple captain is tempting, but the fixtures and the, the game states are hard to predict, but they don't. there is always a possibility with these two games that the game state could go against a lot of goals and a lot of points for Haaland. Yeah. Agree. All right. We agree on quite a lot tonight. Um, it's weird, isn't it? I think this is probably the episode, we're on episode 90, we're agreeing more than we've ever agreed. We are, like yeah. It. I've just realised that the, the captaincy data that I've put together doesn't include the double game week for United because I did this before that okay. dropped in. So Rashford isn't in here. So this is all bogus, really. I didn't <laughs> expect to actually touch on this because I didn't think it would be even a conversation. No, that's one. great. That's, um, yeah, maybe the one thing that... We don't agree on so much. <laughs> but you do feel that Rashford will be, you know, will be in the, in, is in yeah, the equation. I, again, I think the, 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 the problem is, is Haaland's penalties as well. That, that's just such a big factor for him, especially when you've got two games uh, like that and, and Rashford doesn't have those. That's probably the thing that pushes me towards Haaland more than anything, especially in cagey games, because cagey games are often decided by, um, you know, something like that, like a penalty. But it's something to think about. I've taken the date off the screen so I don't want to mislead anyone because Rashford should certainly be in there. But I, um, yeah, I don't think I've got the, I don't think I've, I've, I've got the balls to go against Haaland with the tra- triple captain. I don't think I could go against him with the captaincy low. Um, Rashford is tempting. It's like I said, you are banking on that second game. Um, and I, it, there's always that nagging risk there. And I think, they, I think they could score against, against United and I've gone, I've gone with a one all, so I do think United have got a goal in them. And Rashford, it's just Rashford's consistency over this, these six, seven games that we've seen has been incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I'd continue it. You know, and, and I think that link up of Martial, Anthony, and uh, Rashford is, is going to cause problems. And it, it's just whether City can manage that and, and weather it um, or, or if United break through. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. Know. I regret my prediction of one nil City. I think, I think, I think United will, will get one. And, and FPL Spartan is saying that Rashford took the last penalty when uh, Bruno was on the pitch, and so there's a possibility he did. He that's a, that's now a, that got is, pens. Yeah, that is actually a very, very good point. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, I think oh. the the EO is you know if you don't captain Haaland, the EO is the fear. There's going to be damage anyway if we don't triple captain him. If we don't captain him, and I just think that that's that a big double risk. Is, double is better for Rashford though. <laughs> Oh, it's tempting. Well, I'm not going to, you know, uh, for the reasons that I'm trying to chase you down, um, you know, maybe this, I should this, discover this is This is exactly what you want me to do. This is exactly what you want me to go for. Road picks like Rashford, the double game week. You just stick it on Haaland. I'm, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it simple, I think, because I yeah. think that it, it, it's, it's paid off. Um, but I've, I've taken some risks um, and they've come in. So I've, I'm going to... I'm going to be more calculated with the risks that I'm taking. I don't think going against Haaland for the captains is one. Going against him with the triple captain is one I'm willing to take and probably will do. Yeah. I think um, the, the thing is as well is my team's on the screen. My, my team looks good this week. I mean, Cancelo's a problem, but I've got seven doublers, including Cancelo, uh, with Shaw, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Kulazewski, Rashford, Haaland uh, and Martial. Is that seven? One, two, three, four. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've made my transfer. Odegaard's come in. Uh, obviously, Cancelo is, is an issue, but I'm probably not going to make another move uh, for him. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with my team. It's just whether I, if I keep it on Haaland, and just, you know, because sometimes you, when you've got like a good looking team, that kind of, you, you've mentioned it before, it makes you just want to play it a little bit safer, doesn't it, with the captaincy? Because you think, you know, if I just captain Haaland and everyone's got it and the rest of my team is decent, then I'm yeah. going to get a green arrow. Yeah. Whereas if I go for Rashford and Haaland gets four goals, then it doesn't matter how good the rest of my team is because I'm going to get a red. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, that's my only decision really. It's, it's, just, it's just who I captain. I, I would, I'm probably 60-40 on, on Haaland, but we'll see how I, I feel on, on Saturday. So for the podcast, it's Kepa and Goal, Cancelo, Trippier, Shaw, De Bruyne, Kulazewski, Rashford, Odegaard, Haaland, Captain, Darwin and Martial. It is strong. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. When I mean, you look at that team, it's like... There's not a weak player there. It just shows you the value that's available this yeah. season. Yes, you've got a weak bench. Your budget players are on the bench. But you've got money in the bank? Have you got? I've got enough money in the bank next week to do Andreas Pereira to Matoma. And that's right. going to be such a lovely move. I'm yeah. so excited about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I guess you have got seven, but one of them is Cancelo. So yeah. I don't think you're going to get a double from him, but he's still Almost. pretty good. Still definitely, pretty definitely good. not. So no more transfers. You're sticking with the one. You're not, you're not spending four. I could move Cancelo. I'm, I might move Cancelo. Um, what have you got to lose by moving Cancelo out to someone yeah. like a Doherty? I could, even, I could even get Perisic or, or Doherty. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Because you're going to get two points back, you would have thought. You might, I would. I, I, you're not. Yeah. Cancelo's not a keep, is he, at the moment? No, he's not. And if I want to get Matoma anyway, then I can't keep Cancelo next week. <laughs> so maybe I do just do it this week. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe I do. Do move what Cancelo am I doing? to um, talking you into? Yeah, thank you. That's that's really good advice, Mark. Thank you. Just so advised much. you to got one of my players. Um, <laughs> this is my team: uh, Edison in goal, Shaw, Trippier, Doherty. Oh, the, the, the deadline's Friday. Sorry. Yes. Just because I said Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Friday, well, don't mislead Friday. people with that. No. Um, Edison, Shaw, Trippier, Doherty, Trossard, who's obviously going to go. Salah, Saka, Zaha, Harlem, Mitrovic, and Eddie Nketiah on the bench. Uh, sorry, up front uh, on the bench, Andreas White and the Stupinan. Um, so I haven't made transfers yet now Zaha and Trossard were right to be removed but with Zaha with a double game week I now keep him and he could have one to come in 21 even as well 
Trossard, I got with double game weeks in mind and they haven't materialised yet. They might do, but Trossard, tell me about Trossard. Not going to play, is he? He's off. He's off. I I find the the rumours of him leaving for Spurs weird because he doesn't, I don't know why he would move to Spurs where they've got Richarlison and Son who play on the left and he can't play anywhere else really because he's not the best number 10, he's not the best number nine. There's just, I mean, the, the, the key thing with Trossard was Deserby saying his attitude isn't right. Yeah. He needs to do more. He needs to run. He needs to do this. He has, he just, he is not the same player that he was before the, the restart. And whether that's because he of Belgium. He said that as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he just isn't. And you can see, you know, he, he's, he was, he was playing in that false number. I watched the first game. His touch was off. Um, he was just, he wasn't, and you said to me, you worried about him. And I was like, no, I'm not really worried. You know, everyone can have a bad game. And then he has another one. And you think, hmm, that's there's now a concern. So yeah, I mean, I did I did an article for Scout on Brighton, um, which which people can check out. Uh, but essentially, uh, I think I just think Matoma is is just so by far our best asset. Uh, McAllister's coming back as well. McAllister's an interesting option given that he's got penalties um, as well. And I think um, Deserby's hinted at a more advanced role uh, for him in the side, so he might be someone that people look to consider. But Trossard is an absolute no go, and yeah, he was my priority sale. So I think there was uh, people in the chat asking who's the best replacement for Trossard. Um, now, obviously, long term, I haven't got Rashford, so I've got to get Rashford and Odegaard's on my list as well. So I will get probably, well, I will get Rashford in. He's definitely coming in. Yep. Will I make a second <laughs> transfer and where will that second transfer go? Will that be Salah to De Bruyne or what I was going to do, I was going to clear White out and get a City defender so I can then get Odegaard in ahead of his double to come because I want Odegaard instead of White as my third Arsenal player. That was going to be Stones, but now there's rumours of an injury. Do I risk going to Akanji or Aki or do I just do Salah to De Bruyne or do I consider Mares? or, you know, that would be radical, but could do. Or do I even go further? Do I sell Salah? Do I get rid of Mitrovic? Do I get Kane in and go... You know, Rashford in for Trossard, Mahrez in for Salah, and then Mitrovic in for Kane. Mm. That's an option too. Because I want Kane long term. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's, his consistency is, is ridiculous. And I, I, look, I look back to when I started climbing up the ranks to, before the restart. It was to do with the fact I took my money out of defence and I had Kane. And I've started the restart and I've gone down the ranks and it's because I've put my money in defence and I haven't got Kane. So... It, it it says to me as well that I, I maybe need to start thinking about ways of, of bringing him back because that consistency is is incredible it's, and it, and it's it's really highlighted by that double um you know the double game week thing that you showed just that level of consistency each week uh yeah double spurs even though they haven't been that great so obviously when we have double game weeks you can take hits and be have some assurance you'll get some of the points back so if I was to take a minus eight and get Rashford Mares and Kane. I should get those six additional points. Mahrez should start both. Kane certainly will. And I just, and I, I just certainly will. But it's a you, risk, you were, isn't it? You were so nice to me about going for a Spurs wing back that I, I just, I can't advocate Mahrez for you. No. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It's fun. Is it fun? Is it fun? I always feel like that about him and then it's not fun when he doesn't play. But if I was getting rid of Salah to get Kane in, who mm. else would you go for if I've got Rashford? Would you go Odegaard early on? Just because Odegaard's I, only I, got one game. Is he going to outscore Mahrez with two? Possibly. I, 
I just don't know if I'll be taking a big hit to get rid of Salah for Kane this week. But I, there's, there's you goal, said goal, that Kane is the better option long term. I agree, he is. Yeah. And you can take a hit this week and get two points back. And it just depends what Salah will do at Brighton. And that is in my mind because I've predicted goals for Liverpool. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. tricky, isn't it? It's that that is they're, they're the, the, I'm definitely getting Rashford in for Trossard and then it's a debate on what to do with Salah. Yeah, because then it's if Salah does a Bruyne or, or the hit. Or so Salah goes hit, so. anyway. Salah goes anyway. Yeah. So does Salah go in a minus four for De Bruyne or do I get Mares in and do a minus eight and get Kane in for Mitrovic because I want Kane long term? And then basically Mares goes to Odegaard the following week. Yeah, I mean, it's not... When you put it like that, it sounds... Well, he can't actually because I've got White so I can't do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's annoying, isn't it? Ben White is so frustrating. You you were so close. So close. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. We haven't spoke about this. The the four yellow cards for Kane. Mm. Now, we got absolutely burnt. Well, you didn't, but I did. Burnt by Mitrovic. Do we factor that in? That probably does sway me, actually. I think you have to, right? Because it's it, the first game is against Arsenal, mm. which is the 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 that's going to be. There's no Spurs are not going to want to Arsenal to win that, especially Kane. Like, he's going to be the one player. You know, if Arsenal go a two-three goal lead up in that, he's going to be livid. He's going to be putting challenges in all over the show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I forgot about that. I deliberately didn't get Mitrovic because he was on four yellow cards. Mm. And I think taking a big hit for Kane when he has the potential of doing yeah. the same yeah. is, is too much. So yeah, I think that's that's really good from the chat. It's almost like they should be doing the part. <laughs> it wasn't us. Billy. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was now. I did I did put it up on screen there. So it was B Mac. B, uh, B Mac said, yeah, don't forget the yellow card. And Andy Mac says, Kane likes yellow card in North London. He certainly does. Um, almost as familiar now as he likes a goal in North London derby. Yeah, that will probably be enough to put me off doing the K move. So it, then do I do Salah to De Bruyne or do I just get White out for a City defender, play that City defender and then that frees me up to get Odegaard in because White has gone. That is probably what I'm still going to do. Yeah. And I'll go without KDB and I'll back Salah at, um, at Brighton. Yeah, I think, I think that's risk. what I do. I think, I, think that's, I think that's what I do. But mm. I, can, I can see the logic of the others, but I, I think that's what I do, yeah. No, you're, free, you're, free, you're freeing up that spot to get. Then you've got Saka. I don't know, tricky. Yeah, <laughs> but luck. those three are, I mean, Arsenal will score. They're going to carry on scoring goals, I think. Um, I, yeah, they, get, they, they, like City, are going to get into results business mode where they're happy to win 1-0, but I just don't think Arsenal are, are as good at shutting up shop as City are. Ramsdale's got a, Grimsdale's got a mistake in him, hasn't he? You know what I mean? If you're Arteta, you don't go, let's just win 1-0. Whereas if you're Pep, I think you do. I think you're you're happier keeping the ball. Whereas Arsenal, they're showing more of that. They're showing they're they are looking like a team who can just manage a game out, which I didn't expect. Mm. But they're not quite at the level that City can do that. I wouldn't have said so. I I, I don't think they can you, sit on a one nil. Do you think? Do you think they're going to win it? Arsenal? Yeah, I do. So do I. Yeah. yeah so if I. Arsenal win the league and Forest stay up. I don't care about my rank. That'll be one of the best seasons ever. And and Brighton get Europe. No, that's not part of it at all. <laughs> oh, you, can, you can't even just give me that, can you? <laughs> can't even just give me that. Shame we're not ending on that. We'll end on something else. Uh, black box leagues. Uh, I looked and Ross, I think he's 21st in our black box league. So he's still not out of it. He's still in the shout of getting in the still top is. 10 he's, and beyond. He's, he's, having, he's having a meltdown on Twitter today asking about a million questions, which I was Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. 
Uh, Chris Glover is 12th, so good luck, Chris, in pushing back into the top 10. But Hayden Gray is top on 1254. Uh, then Abby Jew, 1243. And Andrew Shaw, 1243. Uh, so what's that? 1212. Um, very, very tight. Uh, and, Andrew in the chat. There he is. Uh, that's Jeez, me. He's 200 there points he ahead of me. 200 points ahead of me. Bumo is called that team. Very good name, Andrew. Very good <laughs> to see you in the chat. Thanks for supporting chat. And well done on a fantastic season. Um, that uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, all that's left to say is, yeah, that's exactly. Get a professional in to, to do yep. that. Give us a like. Give us a like and hit subscribe, as Andy says there. That's another 50 quid in his tray there for that for that little tip there. Um, there are, oh, there's 1,400 in chat uh, or live watching. There? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's been really good to see you in there um, and very, yeah. We're very grateful for the support and the likes and subscribes. If you're new around here, as Andy would say, hit the subscribe button. If you're not and you've subscribed already, hit the like button. That's hell, Mark. It you've helps. Gone, I'm you've well into a, it. The thing is... was a mad one with this. Love it. <laughs> when I went and got that, I spent about half an hour watching Andy's videos to find the best sample of him saying that. Oh, that's commitment. And that meant that I did a lot of studying of how he said, get, get hit subscribe, get likes. <laughs> And in doing that, I picked up some tips it. and now I do. <laughs> Damn you. This all goes so well. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone in chat. It's been in having you in there. Um, Delia and Billy doing their stuff and Andy Mack doing their stuff as moderators in the chat. Thank you very much for that. We were, I think we should do another deadline stream because I thought that was a roaring success. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm well for that. But I, I'm away. I'm on holiday. I'm going on a, a backpacker tour of Mexico. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Midlife what crisis, are you like maybe. 20 in a gap year. What are you doing? Backpacking <laughs> around Mexico. I'm sorry. I know. I know. No, middle-aged men don't do that kind of thing. I know. I know. It's funny because I'm staying in hostels, but like, it's like there's, there's, there's options. It's like, do you want the 16 bed mixed dorm? Absolutely not. It's like, Private accommodation with a jacuzzi. It's like, yes. Oh, well, that's just <laughs> cheating. You're not even doing it right. I know, completely cheating. Anyway, that's not just me bragging about my holiday. I am not here next week. Uh, you will be with Luke. Yeah, Luke's going to drop in and uh, it'd be fantastic to have you in the stream. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to react to the uh, to the likely uh, Manscaped ad that we'll be doing. So <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's going to be worth tuning in. in just for that. It is worth tuning in to hear Luke about talk about shaving his balls, let's be honest. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure, you know, he, he might be having a very algorithm-driven season, but we don't know yet about his pubic hair habits, do we? So we're going to find out next week. Uh, tune in for that. It's a good night for me. That's the greatest end to a stream we've ever done. Good night, everyone. See you in a few weeks. Podcast Network.